God damn it. Motherfucker, come on, work with me, son of a fucking bitch. I think you're doing great. <laughs> Appreciate it. Appreciate the support. All right, here we go. Boom! Nope, that didn't work. What the fuck? Why is this shit not working? God damn it. Fuck my life right now. So we had technical difficulties before I started the show, folks. And for some reason, my shit ain't goddamn working right now. I guess Vosh can hear me, and I guess you guys can probably hear me, too. You sound beautiful. Uh, and you're coming through in the stream, too. Well, you sound sexy as fuck, my friend. But for some reason, my audio was not playing. So, so I usually have this big old fucking monitor in front of me. And right before we went live, it decided to destroy itself. So let's see. Here we go. Maybe that'll fix it. There we go. Boom. Progress. Live shows. Gotta love it. What's up, motherfuckers? It's the podcast, episode 39. We did it. Yay! And tonight we have a very fucking special guest we're going to get to in a minute. The very handsome and sexy Vosh. Oh, look how cute he is. He ain't got the man bun in. Where's the man bun, man? No, 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 no. I saw that video description down there. I took away one of your trump cards. We've got a <laughs> ponytail today. You fucked me. You fucked me in the ass, dude. God damn it. I'm so going to hit on you about that. But anyway, that's the source of your power, dude. You're like Samson without his long hair without that man bun. Hey, listen, I'm at 50% power. No, you know what? You're right. This is worth it. We're going full fucking. <laughs> All right. Fuck yes. Absolutely. We did it. All right. Well, while you're doing that, I'm going to introduce the show. We'll be back with Vosh in just a second. As always, if you enjoyed my show, please consider supporting me on Patreon. Patreon.com. Uh, we lost three Patreons because we invited Vosh on our show. So fuck you, Vosh. Thanks a lot, man. Uh, oh, shit. Was I feel bad. Fuck. Wasn't doing well as it started, but now I'm even doing worse. But it's okay. Apparently, Vosh is very controversial. I had people accuse me of being a rape apologist because I had Vosh on. So, uh, yeah, I know, right? People take it very, very seriously. And uh, also, I have merch now. I can't believe I actually have merch for this show now. Uh, I, had, I don't have the link up in my fucking video description because I'm a noob. But yeah, if you like the my logos and shit, I have new t-shirts up in the fucking merchandise section of Teespring. So you guys can go support the show, buy a fucking cool shirt. It uh, supports me, supports the show. You get an awesome shirt out of it. It's win, fucking win. And uh, as always, the best way to support the show, super chat. Super chat, lifeblood of the show. No questions dodged, all questions answered. So if you have questions for Vouch, be sure to ask. Uh, no questions yet, Vouch. Nobody gives a shit to ask you questions, dude. What the fuck? Yeah, that's fine. I, you know what? I'm ready. That's good. Give me the time to prepare. I'm coiled in the underbrush like a tiger waiting to pounce on the questions. Vosh is ready to be destroyed by your questions. He is ready, willing, and able. So, for those of you who don't know, Vosh is a popular lefty podcaster. And I guess uh, you're kind of newly popular. How long have you been popular, would you say? God, um, I started streaming like five months ago, and it picked up like three months ago, so really goddamn new. You're a newbie, fuck. I thought you'd been doing this a lot longer than that. I've been doing online political advocacy for, for years and years. I only started recording it recently, though, so and uh, I've, might, I've gotten the practice in. Might I ask how old you are? I'm 25. 20, oh, baby. Holy shit, you're a baby, dude. I'm like 20 years older than you. I could be your dad. Like, not a, you know what? And it doesn't show. Not a do, day of it. Do you, do you know who your dad is? <laughs> Could be me. Uh, eh, I was a milkman for a while. You never know. Just saying. you know, if I squint hard enough. 
No, you're too tall, actually. You're like, what, 6'2"? Yeah, thereabouts. I'm like five, seven and a half. So, no, I can't be your dad. Sorry. Oh, God well. damn it. I didn't get around that hard. Maybe you railed my mom at some point, though. We can't disprove <laughs> that. It's definitely possible I get around. Everybody knows that about me. So, uh, But how many uh, live viewers do you think you get on your average streams right now? Um, nowadays, maybe uh, uh, 1,500 to 2,000, depending on the topic. Holy shit. That's like five times what I get now. So, Vosh destroying me. Anally destroying fortunate. me. I know how much you like anal sex. So Vosh is anally mm -hmm. destroying me. I read Vosh. Yeah. I know. I read all the DMs. I know everything you said, man. But we're going to get uh -oh. it in a minute. Not yet. Slow burn. Got to build that shit up. So, uh, and you're a gamer of some sort? Oh, fuck yeah. No, I love I love video games. I'm a Zoomer, okay? I'm bringing in the edgy Zoomer left. I'm trying to get all those those hip Gen Z, the hip millennials on the younger side, trying to show them that you can be a cringe lord Fortnite flosser uh, and still be very far left-leaning. Oh, God. And, uh, tell me you've never flossed. Engaged. Please tell me you've never flossed in real life. I taught my mom how to floss. <laughs> it was delightful. <laughs> my mom was like, what, what is no, this crazy? I don't no. get it. I and I showed her. I, I taught her the trick, you know, the hip swing, and um, and it was a real good bonding moment. Okay, friends do not let friends floss, Vos. Come on, Vosh. <laughs> what is a Vosh? That's my next question for you. Oh, listen. Okay, it's <laughs> before I did any of this, um, I I had hoped to be a um, an independent illustrator because I'm pretty decent at drawing, and there's a comic I always wanted to do, and the main. Uh, the main idea I had, the protagonist of that comic, her name was Vokanaida, anglicized Vosh. And I like the name, and I googled, and nobody had the name. Yoink. So I figured, if I, yeah, if I stuck with it, you know, it'd be real easy to Google my own name when I'm feeling desperate for attention. And so far, so good. Yeah, it seems to be working for you. You actually have a, a really cool brand you're building up. I noticed that you had people drawing pictures on you, and they all kind of draw a similar style of picture. It's like the anime style with a man bun and your glasses and you're like almost like this professor figure that's whooping shut ass. And so like you're doing a great job building the brand. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. And they draw me quite muscular. They, they, they do. Sexy Vosh. I noticed that. They have some little fantasies about Vosh. I want to get that. Vosh I mean, booty. I draw me muscular. I can't blame them. They follow in my image. I draw me muscular. It's, it's a good running joke. If they knew you, they draw you with a large horse cock. If they really knew the real Vosh. Like the I do. funniest thing is that like every day on Twitter or somewhere, I see a comment like, hold up. I thought Vosh was like this hyper muscular dude. Who's this? Because all they've seen beforehand is the fucking drawings of me. It's really funny. And I want to keep that going. I want to keep the grift going as long as possible. We don't know. We haven't seen you without your shirt on. You may have some beefcake under there for all I know. Oh, it's I mean, it's under. It's definitely <laughs> under something. <laughs> it's under there somewhere. Got to fill around a little bit for it. But but it's down there. So what games are you playing? Besides um, Fortnite, right. I don't actually play Fortnite. Oh God, thank God for that. I, I, uh, I'm playing Sekiro right now on stream, and I'm playing a Hat in Time on my own time, which is like this really delightful indie platformer, a collectathon. I thought it was going to be like kind of slapdash, you know, but I've ended up really enjoying it. I'm really happy with it. I've never heard of any of these games, you hipster. I'm playing what real games, games like Borderlands, like? man. Come on, get with it. Oh, oh well, well, hey, are you excited for Borderlands oh, 3? Oh, man, I'm so happy I could fucking pee, man. Love, that's my favorite series of all time. I played all three of the games so many fucking times already, waiting for the fourth I've, and stuff. I've only really spent time with Borderlands 2. Who did you main? Um, at first, I did the uh, the guy with the turrets. What the fuck's his name? Uh, I've, I forget the names, but I know the guy with the turrets, <laughs> the big beefy, and then the psychic lady, and then Zero. And I played yeah. Zero. 
Yeah, I beat it with all of them. I beat it with Zero, and then the last time I played it, they put out the DLC content recently, which is actually pretty impressive. It's like eight hours of new content they put out for it. Oh, and shit. Can, what, what was the theme, like the locale? What was? Uh... Um, it's basically after the fall of Sanctuary, there's a new guy that comes in who's like a he, – he, he makes a virus that turns everybody into like these plant-like people. Man, and, fuck uh, that guy. Yeah, what fuck a piece that of guy. shit. So you can reroll a new character at level 30 uh, to play the DLC content. So I did the Gunzerker this last time. So it was pretty fun. Awesome game if you guys haven't checked it out there, but uh, way nice. better than Fortnite and bullshit. <laughs> so you're a communist or a socialist? What would you call yourself? Uh, I'm an anarcho-syndicalist, um, but oh I don't. Yeah, I know. That, I know. Bosh? They're making up so shit. A form, a form of open market anarchy where the predominant governing body are syndicates or essentially advanced unions. But because that's a really like theoretical, super fucking out there position. I never defend it publicly. I never advocate for it. I advocate for market socialism. There's some do-sex shit you're talking about here, man. Some futuristic. I'm slipping one by him. It's my Martin Bailey. What the hell is a syndicate, man? Very, it sounds cool, and that's pretty much why I chose it. That's <laughs> it, why I'm sticking with it. It does sound super cool. I got to give you that. So basically a socialist is what you're going with, mainstream. Yeah, yeah. I, I tend to go for not a free market socialist, but like a market socialism approach where I like how markets sort of efficiently distribute luxury goods, um, but I want that process to be streamlined, made more ethical for the consumer, um, and made more um, more representative for the worker. And then from that, if we ever get to that point, then I would advocate for more radical reform. But I'm okay taking it step by step. That's my incrementalism. So would you call yourself a Marxist? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I would, yeah. Okay, you know a lot about Marx? Have you read Marx? Have you ever really read Marx, Vosh? Fucking read, wait, listen. Fucking reading from a Zoomer? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Absolutely, listen, I get my shit. This is my left theory, okay? I read audio segments of people reading the headlines of Vice articles about politicians who quoted something that Republicans said sounded like Marx. That's where I get my theory from. <laughs> I get all my shit from Wikipedia. No. <laughs> I have, a, too. I have an education in Mississippi, a ninth grade education in Mississippi, so I don't know a lot about Marx, but I do know a little bit. So let me tell you what I know about Marx, and then you can tell me where I'm wrong. Okay. Yeah. So Marx lived way, way, way back in the olden days, the times of yore, like hundreds and hundreds of years ago, like back in the 1930s or 40s. And mm -hmm. uh, he had these three brothers, uh, Harpo, Groucho, and Zeppo. And they were funny mm -hmm. as fuck, right? And uh, but. Carl wasn't funny at all. He was like, fuck capitalism. They're exploiting labor and shit. But his brother was like, no, dude, we should make fucking movies. We'll be millionaires. But uh, Carl was like, no, man, fuck that. Fuck capitalism. Want anything to do with that? So anyway, Carl decided to write books about the bourgeoisie and the proletariat. And instead, his brothers went on to make tons of fucking movies and become multimillionaires, died with tons of women. Fucking Karl Marx died broken penniless with no women at all, proving that capitalism is far superior in every way to socialism. Which part of yeah, it is I wrong? Actually, well, no, you almost got it. What you've missed is the secret. The Have you ever read Das Kapital in the original German in all three parts? Uh, it's like 1,100 uh, Of pages. course. Okay, cool. Then you know that if you go over it with a black light, you read about Marx's secret history with his three brothers, where he was actually the one who came up with the great skit ideas that his three brothers <laughs> later went on to become millionaires from. But 
due to some contract clauses that he wasn't familiar with because he didn't learn English as quickly as the rest of them. He ended up getting fucked out of most of the proceeds. And his experience with getting fucked over by business is actually what motivated him writing more extensively on the failures of capitalism. So he did die broke, penniless, and with gonorrhea. But he did so knowing that his contributions to culture would outlast those of his brothers. It's a, it's a pretty heartbreaking story. Uh-oh. Destroyed me. There goes my narrative. Love that. Love how you just went right along with it. That's some improv for you folks. Well, yeah, you say I love yes improv. And yes, and, and. absolutely. <laughs> We're both on the same page. You know exactly how that shit works. So do you, you, wait, really, wait, really quickly. Like, what? How, how do you politically? Where do you align? How do you describe? Um, I guess I would call myself a democratic, a social, demo, a social democrat. I guess not a democratic socialist. Social democracy is what I'm kind of for. Like, uh, you know, what the Scandinavian countries are doing, Denmark and whatnot, where all the people seem to be happiest in the world at the moment. Like I'm open to socialism and whatnot. It just seems like social democracy is like a step in that direction. And it's like a, a, a logical step, especially in America. It seems like it's going to be very hard just to jump from our capitalist society to a more socialist society without taking that step of social democracy. Yeah. I can't fault that at all. But would you consider yourself like a, a bread tuber? Are you part of that whole community? I've always I've always wanted to be because a lot of the people in BreadTube I really respect. They them. love you. Um I some of them do. I'm contentious over there too for reasons that we're probably going to get into. Um I the BreadTube community is usually focused on really tightly edited scripted videos and the people who do those videos are usually very orthodox. Um they're very politically correct. I don't mean this in, a, in an insulting way. Uh, but they're very politically correct, very inclusive, very open to all sides of the you know lefty talking space. Whereas I'm very aggressive, confrontational, um toxically masculine, you know, abrasive, edgy. Um and I think that the left can include all of that. I think I'm a valid part of the left, but I think whether or not I'm a part of BreadTube is kind of up to them. And right now, I don't feel like it, um, but I, I hope to be one day. So have you ever read that book BreadTube's based off of? I think it's called Bread and Sandwiches by Isaac Yankum, <laughs> and it's about how communists are great at making sandwiches. I think that's right. I think you about got it. I might. I think I may have actually read its sequel, A Conquest of Bread, but I need to go back. Listen, it's like Star Wars, okay? If you haven't watched the prequels, you're not a true fan. I got to go back. I got to get back to the, the origins of sandwich making. I am not a true fan of Star Wars. I can guarantee you that. I'm what not either. Boring movies. I just don't get it at all, man. What the fuck is the appeal of that shit? Don't tell anyone. I'm not don't a fan of that. Don't tell anyone. Let's see if we have any uh, questions for you in Super Chat yet. Mm. No super chat questions for you. I see uh, a request. Fosh say trans rights. Trans rights? Fosh, you're for the trans rights. You like the trans people, I right? am extraordinarily for the trans rights. Trans rights, comrade. What do we I, th I think I argue for trans rights more than I do literally any other. If, honestly, I may focus on it too much. I should probably do more like economic shit. I'm guessing that's why uh, a lot of people wanted you on here, because we both focus on the trans rights a lot. What do you think of the rationality rules, dude? Not pretentious at all. What do you say? I was really tempted to make a video or, well, stream. I, I stream everything. I was really tempted to stream on that, um, but it felt like so many other people dogpiled so quickly. Um, the, like, this, like, really weird pseudoscientific obsession with debunking the presence of trans women or the validity of trans women in sports is really fucking weird and cringy to me. Um, I thought I thought it was pretty fucking disgusting. I'm glad that, that he faced repercussions for the... Um, for the blatant falsehoods that he put out there I, in his content. Hopefully he learns from that. I don't really believe in cancel culture. So 
I mean, sort of, but he didn't really pay much of a penalty. He got tons of views, tons of new subscribers, tons of support. He'll yeah. probably go on Joe Rogan, and I bet Joe Rogan will have him on to discuss this. So he wasn't really that's, punished for doing that. Yeah, that's the problem. Man, fuck that. Whenever, listen, whenever I get canceled, all I do is get a t fucking hit to my viewership and subs. Whenever, like, people on the reactionary end or, like, in the center get canceled, all the fucking right-leaning people slide on in there like, eh, you're one of us now. Fucking disgusting. Um, yeah, no, probably nothing good is going to come from it. Honestly, fuck him. But if he changes his mind and does better in the future, then yeah. yeah, I'm under the opinion that people should be held accountable for their actions and they shouldn't be able to sweep anything under the rug, which brings us to shoe on head. People get want me. us to talk about shoe on head. People want to get, get, get you, get you about your friends with shoe on head. What is your opinion about all that? Do you not think that she should have to own up to the shit she's done and make amends for all the harm she's got? I don't know if you're even familiar with the shit that she's done. Or oh no, I'm extremely familiar. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, I I was familiar with her before befriending her, and even more so now. Um, I don't put much weight in apologies personally. I don't really care if a person apologizes. It's just never been something that means anything to me. What I care about is like reorienting their, uh, I suppose outward production in the future um and i think that apologies can be good insofar as they can be an indicator of future behavior in shoe on head's case from my interactions with her i genuinely believe she's an egalitarian um in the sense that in whatever means she sees fit she wants trans people and cis people straight gay woman man black white all of us to live equal opportunity in a fair society um and i think that her like lingering reactionary tendencies are more a product of the sense of humor that she developed over the past few years i'm hoping and i don't mean to sound manipulative when i say this i've always been upfront with pretty much everything i do um i'm hoping that by befriending her and by showing her that even like far left people like me um are capable of engaging with her ideas and maybe like swaying her without being like really super angry about it that i can maybe bring her a massive public figure over more comfortable with our space and maybe sort of introduce her to our intelligentsia so if she ever does start doing more openly left-leaning stuff and she's been standing for like bernie and tulsi for a while so at least like it's better than nothing but if she starts moving further over then there will be room for her. That's what I'm hoping, because I think at her core, she's a good person. But you don't feel like if somebody spreads misinformation and lies, they have an obligation to their audience to correct the record, because like she's made videos where she's outright put fake quotes to lie about feminists and demonize feminism. Don't you think that she has a right or has an obligation to her audience to correct the record? Because there's millions of people walking around out there who still believe the lies that she's told and spread to demonize feminism. So why does she not owe it to her audience to correct the record and you'll know, oh no no she she totally does i just think that if we want to get the best outcomes from this situation we shouldn't mourn um her improprieties and her poor behavior and instead try and work to put her in a place where she's capable but, of behaving but if, better. if you don't hold people accountable for the things they do then you know don't you lose moral authority to call anybody out or anything no, I, I mean, I do. I, I, I have given uh, Shuan had shit on quite a few occasions. Every time I've spoken to her publicly and whenever I speak to her privately. Though I am, you know, uh, friendly with her. I'm not uncivil or anything. But I'm doing so in the hopes that my rhetorical strategy, by being friendly and sort of not conciliatory, but open, is a good way of bringing people over. The strategy of just aggressively confronting people to change their mind, it never works. This Psychiatrically, this is... This it, is it worked a, on me. This, I used to be a shit well, lord, and it worked incredibly on me. I've changed my opinion. Right, I used well, to listen there, to people. And 
There are outliers, but in terms of behavioral therapy, it's well known generally that people change their mind in a slow personal process, and you do so by helping them reach a mind state where they're comfortable doing so. Um, Some people, many people, I don't think can or are deserving of change. There are plenty of online figures who I don't think are capable of making that process, and my goal would be to take them down using any means necessary. That would not get me arrested or deplatformed. Uh, But there are some people, rare exceptions, who I think are genuinely good and maybe just need to be coaxed over to a position where they can make amends and start being genuinely good content producers. What do you think she's waiting on to make amends? I mean, I believe, I teach redemption all the time, but I believe redemption is only uh, viable when you admit to your past wrongs, when you own up to them. And then when you've done public wrong, you have to make public amends. You have to, you know, try to use your fuck up as a teachable tool to your audience and help undo the damage you've done and then you have to use that fuck up to change your behavior in the future which a lot of these steps i think you did with your whole sexual harassment thing which is why i had you on because i believe you've you know worked towards redemption but i have trouble giving somebody redemption when they haven't worked for it in any way all she's done is you know sweep things under the rugs and has not made any attempt whatsoever to clear the record or to you know tell the millions of people she lied to that she was yeah, lying what, to them what and you're I think talking that, about I think right now What you're talking about right now is virtue ethics, which I don't care at all about, whether or not a person is good or bad or what they should or shouldn't do. What I care about is maximizing their like um, their ethical output. And I think that even if Shu's behavior right now doesn't indicate that she's like um, that, that she really like cares or is willing to apologize or set the record straight concerning her old or even current behavior. Um, if she's not doing that, I think the best way of getting her to do that and maximizing good outcomes in the future is by uh, providing a positive and uh, a friendly space where she's more comfortable engaging with lefty thought and making decisions on her own to like correct behavior in the future. Because I know for a fact that and having spoken with her that the propensity with which people try to just like demand change from her um this sends her well it doesn't send her further to the right but it does clam her up but you know that seems like an immature thing she needs to take the criticism you know maturely and understand people are criticizing her for a good reason it's because of her actions and i disagree with you that being nice to her is the best way to get her to own up to her shit i think we have to hold her accountable just like i would hold any right-wing shut accountable i hold her exactly the same level of accountability And I think that when you support her and you signal boost for her when she's still going out and doing things like lying about feminism, then all you're doing is you're hurting really important causes like feminism. And in my opinion, just the other day, she put out a a fake tweet about feminism again. And like, why are we supporting this person who is out there? It's not a matter. It's not a matter of supporting her platform is a hundred times mine. I'm hardly giving her a platform. Um, What I'm trying to do in my own way is give her an opportunity to change in a way that seems to be most consistent with how clinical psychiatrists recognize people change their mind. I think it's really myopic to go like, Oh, well, she hasn't met our moral standards. Time to engage in behavior that we know won't work, but feels right. Um, I like it. I guess but maybe it's don't like you do that against everybody though? Against all these chuds you disagree with? You say, well, they don't agree. I don't agree with them, so I attack. You know, you're not nice to chuds to try to change their opinion. You attack their because, bad yeah, because I don't. And... I don't care about changing their opinions. I care about changing the opinions of my audience. <laughs> I don't when really I'm... care about changing shoes' opinions. I think she should own up to her shit. I think well, she should well, do that's a, the she thing. That's, a, she would do a well, lot that's... more good if she would just come out and say, "I lied to you guys." But that's like... the thing. She won't. No, you said earlier that that was like a childlike perspective right here. But what you just said is like, I don't care what it takes. I just want her to do this thing the difference between a random chud and shoe head is that shoe head has 1.2 million 
YouTube subscribers, meaning that changing her mind is infinitely more important than changing the mind of any random individual. When I'm arguing with just some random shitter that I pull from chat, I'm not doing it to convince their mind. I'm doing it to convince the center-leaning people who might be watching me. That, I think, is virtuous. But with Shu on head, all I would do by arguing against her and trying to rail on her for her moral failings is reinforce the moral, you know, perceived moral superiority of the people who already follow me, who are already leftists. I think that my approach is probably just statistically speaking, the best way to bring about the best I, outcome. I just haven't seen any evidence that she's changed her mind at all from you being nice to her. In fact, the only acknowledgement I've seen of her on any of this stuff is when I have pressured her and she's acknowledged it at least a little bit, but I've not seen a single person be nice to her and get her to admit, yes, I led the racist bullying against Leslie Jones with a video that was seen two million times. And, you know, Leslie Jones didn't get to sweep it under the rug. She was sent from the internet crying her eyes out because of the racist, bullying shitheads like Shoe on Heads who ganged up on her. She didn't get to fucking ignore it. So why should we just let Shoe on Heads sweep the shit under the rug and be nice to her because she's too yeah, immature to own up to her talking, shit? Yeah, you're still talking about virtue ethics, which I don't care about. I don't care what behavior it takes to Shoe on Head to maximize outcomes. All I care about is maximizing the outcomes. I just so, don't see I don't evidence care. that being nice to her is maximizing anything. She's continuing well, the same behavior that she's done, and she's not owned well, up to anything yet. Unquestionably moved farther left over the past several years. I mean, back in 2016, yeah. she was like calling black people apes and shit. Yeah, and, maybe because that's now, her grift, though. She understands that the alt-right grift that she's been attached to is drying up, so she's trying to attach herself to popular people like you because she's trying to move to the left because but she she's much more popular. popular. Well, I don't care. Even if, even if she's a grifter, which I don't believe she is, but even if she is, if she's grifting for the left, then I'm here for it. I, do, I don't care. Anything that maximizes the strength of the left is something that I'll support. I don't care whether people are sincere in doing so. Okay. Well, my position is she's not strengthening the left because when you don't hold her accountable to her failings and her lies, then all you're doing is losing your moral authority. Well, I, I do. I, I Pro I mean, you know, my DMs with her aren't public. I don't just, like, well, pat her on the head. But well, you should do I, it in public, though. If you're not publicly calling her out for the shit she's doing publicly, then you're not really calling her out, in my opinion. Well, I have. I've had her on stream once, and during that time, I did grill her about her perceived moral failings, and I'll do it again in the future, and I'll get her there, too. Every chance that I get. But I'll do it in a way that I think will maximize the chances of her changing her mind, and therefore changing the mind of her audience. Okay. I accept. I disagree, but I will accept it. Um, let's see what else we got here to talk about. Uh, mm, all right. So we're, later we're going to talk about um, Michael Sherman. You know who that is? The guy that is the editor of Skeptic Magazine, the publisher of Skeptic Magazine. I'm not actually, but I'm sure I can form an opinion on them pretty quickly. <laughs> so recently he came out. He was talking about the whole Andy uh, No-Go. That's my uh, nickname for, for that dude. Uh, so he's coming out of the whole controversy about Andy Nogo, and he was pointing out that Nazism is actually a left-wing ideology. So uh, can you explain to Michael Sherman, the editor of Skeptic Magazine, why Nazism is not a left-wing ideology? Yeah, so this is pretty simple. Actually, no, it's not. It's easy, but it's about to get complicated. So let's break this down. First of all, socialism... Well, no, I... So the first contention, Nazi is left-leaning because Nazi includes the term socialist. This is not an argument. Plenty of people have formed political parties that include the words uh, that do not describe their political parties. Democratic, Republic, Korea's party. You know, they're, they're nonsense argument. If you're going to talk about actual policy-wise, um, Nazi Germany worked closely hand-in-hand hand with its privately owned corporations and in many cases deregulated them. These are not socialist policies. During the Night of the Long Knives, the Nazis, in addition to destroying Jewish businesses and executing Jewish people, they also executed 
the Strasserites, the actually left-leaning side of the Nazi party, people who wanted workers' liberation. If the Nazis were left-leaning, they probably would not have singled out and executed the left-leaning high-ranking officials in their party. Additionally, in Mein Kampf, Hitler writes extensively on his hatred of socialism and communism, claiming them to be Jewish ideologies, and in the war propaganda made during the invasion of the Soviet Union, he continued to rail against communism as a corruptive Jewish influence that would destroy the Aryan race. Furthermore, the idea that leftism, I'm sorry, that Nazism is a left-leaning ideology functions only if you believe falsely that the more left-leaning a political system is, the more um, authoritative, powerful, large its government is. That that's the spectrum. Big government, more left, small government, more right. This is idiotic. Um, one of the farthest left political positions you can take is anarchism, which literally involves the destruction of the state, as to communism requires a stateless society. Um, so being that these are far left ideologies and the left right spectrum uh, consisting of a difference in government size doesn't really make sense. Um, when you move further to the right, what you don't see is a uh, what you see is not a reduction in the size of the government consistently. Many Republican presidents have actually increased the size the government, particularly police and military spending. What you actually see, the further right you go, is an increase in hierarchy. And as you go further to the left, a decrease in hierarchy. This is what political philosophy is about. Political philosophy is about determining the triangle. Who gets to be on top of society? Who gets to be at its bottom? And how great the difference is between those two groups of people. So systems like communism, anarchism, and socialism are designed around lessening the hierarchy or eliminating it completely in the example of anarchism, whereas societies that are further to the right striate the triangle, making the differences between those on top and those on bottom greater and greater. What greater difference is there in social power between that of a Nazi German Aryan and that of a, of a German Jew? I mean, that's about as big a difference as you can get. Um, this is the only framework through which the left-right divide in politics makes any sense. And anyone who claims that Nazism is a left-leaning ideology is doing so specifically to muddy the waters and in all likelihood play cover and put forward plausible deniability for actual Nazis. I have no respect for these people um, and I sincerely, desperately wish they would all shut the fuck up. Yeah, but it says right in their name, socialist. <laughs> So checkmate, Vosh. Fuck off. Are you saying? Fuck me. Are you saying there was some kind of propaganda organization who just said anything they could to get ahead? Is that what you're telling me? The Nazis, really, Vosh? Would the, you think Nazis would do that? Seize control of the government and then just lie to the people? Doesn't seem on brand to me, but okay, I will go with that. So God. you're a part of uh, what people are calling the dirtbag left. Can you explain oh, yeah. what the dirtbag left is to me? Yeah, so for the longest time, and by longest time, I mean like 20 years, left-leaning um, sort of political advocacy on the internet has been limited pretty exclusively to very orthodox, politically correct agents. Um, there is nothing about this which is intrinsically left-leaning. You can be racuous, edgy, kind of like, you know, irreverent. You can even say a few gamer words, God willing, and still be authentically left-leaning, not just left-leaning but an actual, genuine egalitarian. And the problem I have is that if you're like, um, excuse my goodness, if you're like a 14-year-old edgelord, let's zoom back to me when I'm a young high schooler. If you zoom on back to me, I'm a young edgelord. I, listen, here are my political positions. I want to be able to do whatever I want 
feminism's kind of dumb because women already have equality. That's my that's me politically at 14. And if I'm starting to get into the internet politics sphere as people are doing younger and younger and younger, here's what happens to me if a left-leaning person comes up to like propose their ideology, right? Here's a left-leaning person giving me their best front. Hey, um, so just so you know, um, there are a lot of problematic elements in society. Basically, everything you like to do, the movies, the video games, uh, the language you use, uh, honestly, uh, the way you present your gender. Listen, listen, you'll get it soon. You need to do a lot of reading, okay? But, and you might have to change a lot about yourself, but that's okay. That's okay. You just, you can't be problematic, okay? You just need to fall in line with this, which is good. What we're doing is good, okay? Now, also, um, Everything you thought you knew about the world, it's not. Okay, listen, just stop, all right? It's probably a product of privilege. And it's like this esoteric fucking like long, none of it's wrong, by the way. All of it's completely correct. But it's this long-winded diatribe on like fucking identity politics and intersectional feminism and shit. Whereas if a right-leaning person, like a reactionary or a fascist steps up, they're just going to be like, hey, listen up, kid. You're perfect the way you are. There are problems in this world and they're being caused by people different than you. Those people are crazy. Look at these 18,000 SJW cringe compilation videos I made for you, edited to be appealing to 14-year-olds. Look at that. These people are fucking idiots, aren't they? Yeah, come on. No, no, no. Yeah, come on. And then you get them down, Sargon of Akkad, James Alsup, and before you know it, you've got 16-year-old Nazis on 4chan. I and other dirtbag leftists just want to show the world, especially young people, you can be many different things types of person and still be authentically left-leaning that's my hope i i dream of this okay i don't disagree with that but at the same time i think political correctness does have its uses and this is like one of the uh, big things that people wanted me to ask you about was your use of the word retard to Mm -hmm. uh describe people negatively Mm -hmm. and uh, i used to i'm no i am absolutely nobody to talk about this because my very first video i ever did was called faith is retarded and like i have used the word repeatedly to talk negatively about people, but I've quit doing that. And like, I'm not, obviously I could be your dad cause I'm going to be your dad, but I'm not your dad. So I'm not trying to preach to you on why you shouldn't use the word, but I, I can explain to you why I no longer use it. And oh, why I think it, it's please. good. Um, it's because as I use it over the years, I had a lot of people message me and uh, who had problems with it. And it wasn't people with down syndrome who had a problem with it. Obviously it was their relatives, their relatives who uh, obviously loved them so much. And it was clear that me using the word retard to talk about people neg- negatively hurt their relatives because uh, people often use that word to demonize, you know, the, the person they love so much. So when they hear that word being used uh, as an insult towards people, these, I, I legitimately feel like they're not faking. Like, like it legitimately causes them pain and upsets them to hear other people use that word in a negative connotation. So it's so easy for me not to do that, to not to say, because I'm not in love with that word. I can use any word. And so why would I use this word that I know legitimately hurts good, kind people who are just caring about their loved ones when I don't have to do that? So I think sometimes political correctness makes complete sense, and it's okay to point these things out to people like it was pointed out to me. Yeah, um, well, the joke answer for me is that I'm autistic and have ADHD, so I get to say retard three times a day. Um, That's my joke answer. It's usually what I default to to avoid criticism. Um, The actual answer I have is that it's something that I am generally trying to work on. Uh, I didn't use to say retard in a public setting. Actually, for years, I'd excised it completely from my, you know, uh, my lexicon. Um, The problem is, is that by 
starting this streaming shit, I have to speak faster and faster. I have to think on my toes. And the verbal and mental processes which get me to call like nazis degenerate subhuman brainlets within the the insults you know run on and on the process that allows me to do that quickly is the same one that sort of takes the filter off of the of the of like saying retard that's not a good thing or an excuse it's something i shouldn't do and something that i'm looking to do my only counter argument would be that if you like my content and you think that i do good and your only contention with me is the language i use i would argue that's an inadequate um i mean you can do what you want but if that's an argument against me i would consider it inadequate i would certainly consider it inadequate to demonstrate the idea that i'm for example ableist uh, i think people often fixate too much on language as a as a proxy for value um when the values themselves are what should be criticized but whatever the case is it is something that i look to change my girlfriend gives me shit about it. every time i say retard on the stream she like throws a book yeah, you know, I think it's obviously it's too little of a thing for somebody to cancel you over, but it's not too little of a thing for somebody to point out to you and try to, you know, help make you better about it. So, like, I'm really good at taking criticism because I've been criticized so fucking much. And now I see I used to, like, be really offended by it because, you know, your ego gets in the way of it. But now I realize a, a lot of it is very valuable. People are criticizing you for a reason and you can take that criticism and you can use it to make yourself better and for self-improvement. So I try not to get offended by it anymore. I just try to take it and use it to better myself. Yeah, I mostly ignore criticism because most of the people who don't like me are fucking idiots and aren't worth my time. Um, so most of the criticism I actually do take come from like my partner or people who I'm already friends with. Um, because if I like listen to the advice of, say, some of the people in your chat right now or just like people in my Twitter mentions, uh, I would blow my fucking brain Are they being out. mean to you in there? I haven't looked. Well, I don't care if people are mean to me. I care if people are stupid. Um, that's what bothers me. Stupidity leads inexorably either towards poor leftism or towards reactionary thought. An intelligent, reflective person will almost always lend themselves towards left-leaning thought. I just hope to bring about those tendencies. All right. Well, I guess I'll accept that answer. So, uh, what's your video about Zizek? Is that how you pronounce his name? I'm really bad uh, at pronouncing people's names. It's uh, Shlavoj Zizek. Okay, you said it. I'm going to call him Zizek because that's way easier and funner. So what did you think about the debate of the century between the two greatest brains in history? Christ. Oh, it was fucking embarrassing for Peterson. <laughs> Listen, Slavoj Zizek, some people have problems with him. Many Me, people have, have legitimate problems with him. That's fine. Philosophy is all about critique and dissemination but, of values. Not to interrupt you, but that wasn't my problem with him. My problem with him is he's just such a horrible public speaker. He's not yes, good at public speaking at all. That, that's the problem. Slavoj is a philosopher, not a debater. And Peterson is a grifter, not a philosopher. Mm -hmm. But both of them were put together in a philosophy debate. And that's difficult. Um, I think that Slavoj would have been better represented. Like he, like uh, um, Richard Wolf would have been better in his place. Because Richard Wolf can hammer home on points uh, much better in a public setting. And But Peterson was like, even, even with Slavoj not being... A public speaking god peterson fucking soiled himself up there for him to come up there on a substantive debate on like uh, uh, uh on like lefty politics and for him to go up there and bring a 10 point criticism of the communist manifesto it's fucking embarrassing can you imagine imagine a, a like a national stage and you're being brought up there to debate like one of the most well-respected theologian uh, uh theologists right now in history like their name will go down for centuries and you go up there and you bring a 10 point list of criticisms of the bible like uh in one point it says this but in another point it says this <laughs> got on 
Like it would be fucking hysterical. But people know so little of genuine lefty politics that they think that Peterson going up there with some half-brained criticisms of a fucking workers pamphlet written 150 years ago would that like that constitutes a substantive critique of leftist ideology it's fucking pathetic he's even selling pay-per-views on it that's the hilarious part Uh, monetizing his ignorance you got to give it to him though he's great at monetizing his ignorance man that dude's making like what 20 million a year or some shit like that peterson's a disgustingly good grifter he's so fucking good at it he's the fucking dad you say you're my dad peterson is the dad of every lonely little bitch boy who never like who who never got like ass until like early college and even then it was embarrassing i I do feel bad for him for peterson or for the kids uh (laughs) not for peterson Okay. Peterson, yeah. Okay. Peterson's doing fine. He's making shit ton of money lying to people and spreading hate. He doesn't need our people. support. He's doing. He's doing good. So, are we ready to get in the controversy yet? Are we yeah, ready for this? Me. All right. So, uh, those of you who don't know, apparently Vosh is a sexual harasser, and uh, having him on my show is akin to rape apology. So, uh, so we're gonna go through it real quick. Apparently, this happened two years ago. Stop me if I'm saying anything that isn't correct. I'm gonna, I'm gonna run through this real quick, but you can like yeah, hit it in. up. So a couple years ago, uh, Vosh was a popular figure on Destiny. Destiny is a, another popular lefty streamer. And Vosh was, uh, I guess, a popular figure on the Discord chat of Destiny. And uh, in that Discord chat, he was talking to several young women, one of them whose name was Poppy. And uh, later, uh, Poppy would go on to accuse Vosh of sexual harassment. And then I guess Vosh, uh, I guess she released a bunch of the DMs. Kind of out of context, it seemed like. It seemed like, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like she released only some of them, which only the worst ones. Am I right about that? Yeah. Do you mind if I do you mind if I hit it up with like the the summary of the initial event? I'll phrase it neutrally as I can. Uh, oh, sure. Uh, Good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was popular on the Discord because I was like a big lefty memer or whatever. And um, uh, while I spoke to many people on that Discord, uh, there was one person, the, the Poppy person, who I was became friends with for a short time, can, and over can, a period can of. Can I interrupt? I'm ask so- you a quick question. Yeah, please. Uh, do you know if the, have you ever met anybody that's actually met her, or do you know that if she's like really a like a girl or? Because I read oh, all I the chats and everything, and it kind of almost seemed like a catfish to me. I'm not. I, I guess I don't. I I suppose I don't know for sure that that she's a girl. Um, I. I, I have. You know what? Honestly, I have no idea. But I'm pants, so you know it wouldn't okay. have. Yeah, it wouldn't matter, but that's just kind of the the feeling I got by reading all the chats. I'm sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no. Feel feel free. Well, regardless of her um, identity, but we were friends for about three months, and we would talk, and it was like a tepid, just internet friend. You know, like, we would mutually complain and discuss ideas, Um, but it wasn't like a particularly severe or deep friendship. And over the course of that time, I'm a a generally sexually frivolous person. Um, You can take that for, for, for... bad or for good in this case bad um in that i would i was often rather like pushy with her and disrespectful for boundaries um which is bad and i won't make any excuses for that um but i would like ask like hey is this fine like am i making you uncomfortable and she would you know say no so things sort of continued for three months like that and after we stopped talking we just had a big argument over i don't even fucking remember what it was but we stopped talking and um and then she started publicly accusing me of being a sexual harasser. And of course, my immediate response, you know, it was, no, I'm fucking not. What the fuck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, drama ensued, but it mostly got capped off for a while. And then more recently, about three months ago, um, the, that, the 
very selectively edited logs from that conversation poppy put together and sort of telephoned them through uh, to destiny where a big stream happened and i was confronted with all of this and i came to realize perhaps two years too late yes that was definitely sexual harassment um, though I will be the first to admit, I feel that the reaction has been somewhat overblown. There was also another figure named Pastel, who's in chat right now, believe it or not, um, a few months back who accused me of sexual harassment. And it was that accusation which spurned the new wave of drama, more or less. But um, I don't consider that sexual harassment what happened between myself and them. Uh, I think that's entirely unrelated. And it often the two often get conflated. Uh, unfortunately i was gonna talk about that i've actually talked to both these women so i have uh <laughs> the view of both these women so and also you released every chat you and this girl had well I, yeah every chat now there were some things you said about her that weren't part of the chat that i'm gonna bring up later but mm -hmm. i read it took me three hours to read like you only i saw your tweet it's pretty long <laughs> yeah it was like in a week you guys sent each other like two thousand messages like, I have a girlfriend, a living girlfriend that has been living four feet from me for five years who haven't spoke to as much as you spoke to this girl in one week. Like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, use, we're Zoomers. You, we use that chatty dude. Tip a type it on the phone. It feels good. So uh, let me explain to you guys my opinion of the chat logs. All right, so in the first 25% of it, basically, she's trying to talk about her life, and she obviously wants to talk about herself and wants advice from you. And so you're listening and giving her advice, but then every once in a while, you'll say something like, hey, can I fuck you in the ass? And so she says something like, um, no, thank you. I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested with you flirting with me. She's very clear on it. But at the same time, it, she, she's not mad about it. She never tells you that you're making her uncomfortable. She never says that you should, you know, stop being overly sexual with me. And it's her, it seems like, is continuing the conversation. She continues to come back to you over and over again. So it doesn't appear that she's upset with, her, with, with what you're doing. So she keeps coming back to you over and over again and asking you for advice, and you give her advice, and then every once in a while you continue to say, hey, can I fuck you in the ass now? And she goes, no, no, I don't want you to fuck me in the ass. I'm not interested in that. But she continues to come back. That's about the first 25% of the conversation. And, uh, yes, you are being sexually aggressive, and, yes, she is making it clear to you that she's not interested in flirting with you. So, yeah, I... Yes, I guess that's sexual harassment. Like, but yeah, it's no, it's bad. I won't. I won't make apologies or, or, or excuses for that. I think that Poppy's behavior after that has been abhorrent, um, and, and I'll freely throw accusations at her and at Pastel. Um, but I that I don't mean that to like dismiss the legitimacy of the sort of core nugget here, which was poor behavior on my part. Um, I, I I very much like take ownership of that. Okay, so that's about the first 25% of this long-ass chat that has 2,500-something messages in it. And the last 75%, you basically stop. You stop, for the most part, hitting on her and being overly sexual. And I will point out also, like, at one point, she, like, posts a, a, a naked picture of anime and stuff. And she's also talking crude as well. She's not doing it in a flirtatious way. But she's obviously not bothered by your crude behavior because she's doing the same thing. So in the last 75% of it, you're not really hitting on her flirting with her. She's mainly talking about her life, and she's saying some kind of crazy off-the-wall stuff. She's talking about how she's on Tinder, and she's trying to find a 45-year-old older lawyer man to, with a big dick to have sex with. And she's trying to get you to give her advice on how to do this. And then she's talking about how she doesn't actually like 45-year-old men. She thinks that they're gross. And then she starts talking about how there's all these people who uh, are stalking her. And they have her docs. And they're going to ruin her life. And she's going to kill herself. And you're basically mostly trying to be a good guy. You're trying to be a friend and give her advice. And you're trying to get her not to kill herself. 
that's most of the chat. So there are, there are ample opportunities. And you guys know me. Like, if I smell blood in the water, no offense, Vosh, but I don't give a shit about Vosh. Like, I would go after Vosh if I thought that he deserved to be gone after, obviously. But And there are plenty of opportunities in that chat to pick out things to make Vosh look like a piece of shit over. But the vast majority of it, he's actually trying to be a good guy, in my opinion. He's trying to give her advice and be nice. And then, at the very, very end of this long-ass text... She seems to get mad at Vosh because she feels like everybody in the Discord server is making fun of her. She, I don't know exactly what's happening here, but she's clearly mad at Vosh for something that has nothing to do with the first 25% of the chat where he's sexually harassing her. And so then after she's mad at him for something else, then she starts accusing him of sexual harassment. Um, so obviously I, I, I – go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. I was just say, obviously, I take sexual harassment very, very seriously. Like, just almost every woman I know has been sexually harassed. Uh, three women I'm very, very, very close to have been raped, and I'm, I take it very seriously. And I, and a lot of men, they want to make the women who uh, say these types of things seem like they're crazy or they're, you know, being overly dramatic, and they use that those that kind of language to dismiss what women are saying. And I, and I and I thought about this very carefully. I want to be careful not to do this because clearly she still she she feels very strongly about this whole thing. She still feels like you have not done enough to uh, make the apology real to her. And I don't want to diminish her feelings and everything. But at the same time, I read everything, and so when you read everything, it I can't not say what I read and what I believe to be true. And so yeah, that's what my, I read, you know. My problem with discussing this is because there are a lot. So obviously, if somebody like wants to believe uncharitable things about me, I can't do anything to stop that. So to somebody who thinks that I'm like this unrepentant predator who like preys on mentally ill women or whatever, there's nothing that I can do or say to mediate that. Um, it's just th like that's in their heads and that will color everything they hear from me. Um, what frustrates me is that I want to say things um, that are not contradictory, but a lot of people think they are. Like, I am genuinely sorry for the impropriety that I engaged in. However, I do believe that it has been largely blown out of proportion and that Poppy is a bad faith actor. Um, I don't think these things are contradictory. They could be if I was trying to use it to downplay the initial accusations and there's no way to like know intuitively whether i am or i am not but i would like to believe that because i bring this up frequently and unprompted like that i engaged in sexual harassment i'm not trying to throw it under the rug and it's you shared I all the chats too so you weren't trying to sweep it under the rug you were trying to be honest with it by sharing like it didn't make you look good to do that there are lots of things in that chat that make you look bad. and, and They you, make me look pretty fucking cringy. Yeah, but you share the entire thing without trying to hide it, which in my opinion, you know, says a lot. I, at, at the time that I spoke with her, I was in the midst of a pretty bad depressive episode. Um, and she obviously herself goes through a fair number of internal yes. uh, problems. Um, and there's a way to bond over that sort of mutual neurosis. It's, it's a way of forming camaraderie. Unfortunately, it can also make conversations messy because sometimes people aren't always acting in the exactly equivocable level of, um, of reasonability. I often misinterpreted signals from her early on, um, where I felt like maybe she's being flirty, maybe she's not. Upon reading it over again, she wasn't. But that was what motivated my behavior initially. It wasn't like a planned effort to like warm into her psyche to get her to send nudes, which I, I see that accusation a lot. Reading your um, chat, like I identify with a lot of things you did in that, 
because I have made the same mistakes when I was talking to women. Now, of course, I made mistakes in a different way, but a lot of the things you did, and I'm not meaning this to talk down to you or be offensive, but it's, I think it was because you're young. A lot of these mistakes are just, you know, you're trying to learn interactions with women online, and this is, there's a whole new set of rules now that we're trying to figure out. And <laughs> The most frustrating and, part is that you're completely right, but I've always been a pretty, like, sociable and popular person online and I've talked to so many people and it's been so fine and I feel like my worst my worst showing like my worst engagement which was with Poppy like ever is now the standard by which everyone uh, is going to assume I like conduct yeah. myself that's online. what gets put out there and yeah uh, it's uh, no point raging against it that's just how it works so I'm gonna share you a little bit about one thing and I was with you yeah, with man. the whole chat and everything and then after all that you I guess released a public message where you said something about having anal sex with her until her ass prolapses. Did you say yeah. that after all this or like, yeah, I believe it was that? after, uh, this was, this was more a product of this. I won't apologize for, um, this is mostly a product of destiny's discord. Um, destiny's discord is, and always has been an extremely aggressive, contentious debate. Everyone, everyone says every slur. I mean, you're familiar with destiny. I'm sure you're familiar with what kind of community he fosters. Um, so after Poppy accused me of, um, engaging in sexual harassment, she also accused me of being a rapist and a pedophile. So from my perspective, being accused of being a rapist and a pedophile for somebody who was a week ago, my friend makes me think like, oh, Fuck it. Yeah, let's go. And then from that point forward, a whole bunch of very nasty shit was said uh, to her from me and about me from her. Of course, what I said gets screen capped because she like obsessively went over years old screen logs to uh, pick out what makes me look bad. But in reality, at the time it took place, people were like cheering on like, oh, yeah, fuck him up. Fuck her up. Um <laughs> yeah, but no you, one's, can, you can uh, see yeah, why that's I, a bad look, though, when somebody's accusing you of sexual harassment and then you say that you're going to have anal sex with them until their ass prolapses. I like, mean, yeah, no, that, no. Like, that's... is it irresponsible? Definitely. <laughs> but in, like, internet, blood sports, edgy discord drama culture, like, nah, fuck it. If someone's going to call me a fucking, like, rapist pedophile, nah, I'm not going to be nice to this person. I don't give a fuck. Now, optics-wise, if I, hmm, if I had known I would be a public figure just years <laughs> down the line, I might have been more responsible, but... At the time, it was the reasonable, edgy thing. And, and, of course, she was doing the same back at me. Oh, you must rape little kids. So I... And, uh, <laughs> as, 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 it was a shit show. And, and also, one thing I noticed, man, you have some people that have your back so hard. You have some fucking ride-or-die fans. Now, you weren't a part of this, but I did see a chat transcript where your fans were talking about how they were going to go back through your entire chat log with Poppy and change your name, and they were requesting that you change your name in order to muddy the waters and make it seem like anybody who was viewing this from the outside wouldn't associate this chat transcript with you. So you got people that are out there willing to help you hide bodies and shit, man. So that's yeah, that fucking was, loyalty right there. That was that was White Nervosa. She's my sys administrator. She's on my payroll now. Uh, it does a phenomenal job about it. The rationale there was that Poppy is and always has been a liar. Did she lie about the sexual harassment thing? No. She got me on that one. But in other respects, she's lied many times. She was a bit of a drama cow in the Discord before I even became friends with her. Um, so she's known for that. It's something people even talk about now in spite of my association with her. So the idea was um, Poppy is dredging this up very deliberately to put a hit on me now that I'm becoming a public figure. This is a bad faith effort because this isn't like 
even she said later she wanted this to be handled privately. So this kind of blew out of proportion for both of us, I think. Um, but we were under the assumption that this was a bad faith attempt to kind of sink my career in its infancy. And the best way uh, or like a thing we could do was to put the chat logs names back to Irish Laddie, which was my public handle at the time, so that it wouldn't become associated with the term Vosh, my new handle. It didn't work. And in reality, it never would have done anything. Um, but uh, but like it wasn't an attempt to like bury the truth. I mean, it was it, just it, a way of it, trying to it, deal with a bad it, faith. Um, it kind of sounds like you were trying to bury the truth. No offense. That, I'm glad you no, didn't do that. The, the way you handled it was right. Eventually, you came out and you did an apology video and you released all the chat transcripts and you owned up to all of it that was the right way to do it like the other way nah, that was shady dude no my, no, no my, i agree we, i panicked pretty hard dude um keep in mind this was two years like just imagine at oh, the oh, time this oh i can orig- imagine believe me yeah, i've yeah, said yeah. worse out there if that shit ever comes out i'm gonna be so embarrassed it was frivolous it felt frivolous back then uh, now i recognize it was bad and i guess i'm thankful for the opportunity to have improved as a person mm-hmm. by recognizing That's that exactly so i guess I i'm not the same so person that, they did that shit I understand yeah, yeah, yeah. how cringy yeah. it was, and I would never do that. I'm not the same person. And I'm glad I'm glad about uh, about that. But when like the drama like resurged, it was literally like I was streaming one day, just like 300 viewers on Twitch, just calm. We're talking about politics. I blink, 2,000 people watching. The chat is just screaming that I'm a rapist because Destiny was publishing <laughs> the logs right there. So I'm the kidding. immediate reaction, and I, I'll easily own up to this, was one fueled almost exclusively by desperation and panic. Um, I've, I'd like to think I've calmed down a little bit since then. So real quick, we're going to move into the pastel things. Is that how you pronounce her name? Um, uh, so apparently you were also talking to another person named pastel. Um, and you were also doing flirting with them in in a similar way, but it seems like they were more receptive to your flirting than Poppy was from what I could tell. If I I talk about the pastel thing, I'm going to sound super biased because this is really one-sided. So I, I almost, I almost feel like I shouldn't express talk about it because it makes me it sounds so like slam dunk in my favor but this really is like nothing drama so she sent me some chat transcripts of you guys uh and i read them and i guess the worst thing you said was you're into horse porn so dude you can't say that in public you gotta keep that sick shit in your head man i talk about that shit on stream i apologize for absolutely nothing my disgusting sexual proclivities are out there I definitely never said it. Anyway, I think that was the worst thing you said on there. But at one point, you, she basically says, I guess Poppy came oh, just out. So you know, just so you know, I think it's they. Um, they go by they. Okay, they. Uh, so they were basically hearing rumors that you sexually harassed Poppy. And I guess so they came to you and they said, uh, some of the things you said to Poppy or that Poppy said you said to her is very similar to the things you said to me. And so I believe that she's telling the truth about it. And so you ask her straight out. Or ask, I'm sorry, you asked them straight out. Are you saying I sexually harassed you? And according to the chat transcript that they provided for me, they even say, no, I don't think so. So they even kind of admit that you weren't sexually harassing them. But I guess later they changed their mind about making that claim that you were sexually harassing them. And they told me that. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. One of the most important, like one of the lessons I learned really, really quickly um doing online stuff and i ah, this is so fucking invalidating i honestly feel like a shithead saying it but it is true and it's a fact that everyone confronts at some point and that's that a lot of people are actually unstable um a lot of people you cannot trust i don't hold on i know i i'm aware but a lot of people are and it's a fact 
Um, there are a lot of people you're going to engage with online who just do not have the same grip on reality as you. And Pastel, I know you're currently watching stream. I apologize, but this is sincerely how I recall what took place. Pastel was a um, like a uh, like a tanky, like kind of like an edgy authoritarian left. Who's it that I found in a Discord adjacent to Destinies, and I debated them on stream, like one of the very first streams that I did. This was like five months ago, back on Twitch, like like forty concurrent viewers, you know. Um, and we talked. It was fine. It was a fine conversation. And I stuck around in the Discord server um, afterwards, and I would occasionally jump in because it was a really nice Discord server. It was. Um, it was called Polychads, P-O-L-I Chads, and it was just really good, well-moderated, well-regulated. And um, I would talk in there, and Pastel was there, and sometimes I would talk to Pastel, and sometimes I'd just talk in voice chat, and Pastel would be in text. And over time, they became increasingly flirtatious with me. Uh, I did not initiate flirtation with them in any way, shape, or form, but they went from, like, making kind of, like, vague booking comments about how I'm cute to talking about how, like, they're listening in on my voice and voice chat, and they're sopping wet right now. Um, so they got they escalated like really quick and at one point I messaged them and I was like are you I mean are you are you going for me are you are you hitting me the fuck up and we and I mean then they sort of admitted to it but here's the caveat they're a very devout Catholic I think it's Catholic or is it Christian I forget I think it's Catholic I forget sorry Christians of some denomination mm -hmm. they're very devout and they're very ashamed of their sexuality. I don't care if they think that's an uncharitable assessment of their perspective. They think like masturbation is sinful, like the fucking full tilt. So whenever I would talk to them or talk around them, I would get mixed signals of them being desperately horny. They would tweet shit like, been thinking about him all day. How can I think about one man for six hours? And then later confirmed by other people who they had talked to privately that they were referring to me. Like it was, it was like that shit, you know? And then they would, and then they, I would be like, are you hitting me up? And they would be like, oh no, sex is sinful. I got really fucking weird mixed messages and it, occasionally I'd tepidly flirt with them to like the extent of their comfort. One time we flirted very extensively over voice and um, I thought like, like okay, like, like I don't care. Like, okay, so they're maybe uncomfortable with sex as a concept. I'll flirt. I'm not, I wasn't coercing. I didn't ask for like nudes or anything. I just did just talk with them. And then they disappeared for three days. And when they came back, they said that they had gone on a three-day fast to purge themselves of the sin of, of lust for lusting after me that hard. I immediately, hands the fuck off. I'm not, nope, no, 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 no. Nope the fuck I'm, out. Nope, I'm not getting involved in this. The next time I spoke to them, I said, um, hey, listen, I enjoyed talking with you. Um, I'm not comfortable with this. I consider fasting like that a form of self-harm. I'm not okay with this. Let's just talk casually in public from now on. And the next day, Poppy came into that server or started making herself known in that server and ended up talking with Pastel. I don't know what happened in the convo between the two of them because I'm not a god. But all I know is that the next day after, Pastel started acting weird, posting publicly about how I had left them and how I had treated them just like Poppy and really like weird kind of abusive post breakup shit like that. Um, it's kind of a little jealous. Is that kind of how you? I, I'm trying so it? hard to be charitable, but I, know, I mean, it does. That sounds bad. I don't mean to say that, but she obviously like she was insulted when she found out that you had said similar things to Poppy that you said to her and she kind of. Mm -hmm. 
made it known that it bothered her i think yeah i and 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 then they talked i know they talked with poppy at some point or at least they talked to somebody who had spoken to poppy again i don't know i don't have access to their logs but after that they went they went like full on on the train of like i'm a sexual harasser because they bought in to the poppy thing which is of course legitimate i did sexually harass poppy but then they like took it over but i i vehemently deny any accusations of harassment against pastel my interaction with pastel has been so like damaging to me mentally because i really do just think they're too unstable that i no longer flirt with any people in my community because i don't know who's sane i i just i no longer under and i'm so careful now because i don't know who's like cool and who's gonna turn out to be like gone from reality that's exactly why i stopped talking to people a couple years ago this girl messaged me out of the blue and she was kind of flirty with me and i talked to her and then uh, after we talked for a couple of times she told me that she was 16 so i immediately said okay well i can't talk to you anymore i immediately stopped talking to her i never spoke to her again and then two years later she was coming out saying remember when i was 16 and you showed up in my dms flirting with me and i was like oh my fucking god dude you messaged me i didn't know you were 16 when we were fucking talking so you got to be really fucking careful about who I'm you talk so to. I'm so fucking careful now. I have yeah. to be so careful because because I know for a fact if I ever because I'm because I'm pretty sexually frivolous on stream. Like I talk about it a lot. It's just something I like. It's just I'm a sexual person. It's just part of the content that I integrate. So I know for a fact if anyone ever like I ever DM someone and I'm flirty and they get like the right screen crop, I like this whole thing can blow up again twice as big over nothing. So I am so fucking careful now. There was. Do you mind if I really quickly share an anecdote? No, good. There was another person called. Um, Vlad, Vladimir, I think. Ugh, I'm forgetting Vlad with like an F. There was a person on my Discord server and they were like a cute, like, like sort of femme boy from Croatia or whatever, or I forget what country, Eastern Europe. And um, they were really flirty with me. They were just, they just directly sexted me, you know, uh, just, just flat out like, hey, I want to see nudes of you. And like, Kitsune, Kitsune, yeah. Why am I thinking? Kitsune, Otto von Bismarck, whatever the case is, they they directly were like, hey, what the fuck's up? Here's my pick. You know, can I see nudes of you? Whatever. Cool. I'll flirt. You know, later after the poppy pastel thing broke, they accused me not only of harassing them, which is hilarious considering the logs, but they accused me of sending fake pictures of myself to them and then posted my nudes on Twitter saying they weren't actually me and i was sending fake nudes so he literally posted revenge porn to me after accusing fake me revenge of porn. yeah like fake well i mean those were that was my dick like that i i'll get my girlfriend to confirm that shit was mine oh, that was um whatever cool. the case is i'm super careful about this now it's still on twitter i my report never even got it fucking taken down whatever the case is um i have to be super careful. dick it's out there that's that's what it is going to my discord that shit that shit be there and it's glorious so I, I, guess we've, I guess we've talked about the controversy enough. I just want to say for those of you out there who have a problem with me inviting Vosh on, even though like the two girls that accused him of sexual harassment still have not accepted his apology. Hopefully you understand now you know, why I have him on there, because I did do my research. I read into this. And as always, if you watch the show, you know I teach redemption. I teach that as long as you own up to your fuck-ups, you don't try to hide them, you don't try to sweep them under the rug, and you use them as teachable tools— and use them to change your behavior. And this has been two years ago, and I haven't heard of anything you've done since then that anybody has accused you of. So it seems pretty obvious you've used these mistakes to change your behavior, and you've owned up to them. So, like, 
I can't be a hypocrite. I have to offer you redemption just like I would anybody else, even if these girls aren't accepting your apology publicly. And I hope people understand that and, you know, read the chat transcripts from themselves and make up their own mind. Because, you know, there's two sides to every story, of course, and I think you should be fully uh, educated on the situation before you cancel Vosh over it, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I mean, unfortunately, like, there's an inherent bias to everything I say. I am a biased party, of course. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm me. I'm one of the participants. Mm-hmm. So my word on its own should literally never just be taken. Um, I would encourage other people to go and seek the perspectives of, of like, the other people involved. But I have to, I have to stress this. Poppy and Pastel are, are actual liars. I don't know. Uh, it's so fucking frustrating. Whatever the case may be, and I think we can all agree this is the most important thing. It's that I try to do good by the community and that there is, to, the, to, to my knowledge, no evidence uh, that I have engaged in any harassment in the recent past indicating that I am capable of change and bettering myself as a person. And someone in chat accused me of being a chaser. And to that, all I have to say is that listen the fuck up, okay? I flirt with a lot of goddamn people. It's not my fault that the of the very small sample size, more than average happen to be non-binary trans, okay? Who, like, freaked out about this. <laughs> Please. All right, I think, I think we cleared that pretty good. I guess we'll move on and read some of the Super Chats. Hopefully you'll bear with me. Got to read all my Super Chats. All right, use my free yeah, Super hyped. Chat to feed your kitties. Condor, $2, thank you. Uh, big Man Geek, I'm a big fat guy, so I can't fit most of the sizes. So are you going to sell hats or stickers? Uh, yes, I will add hats and stickers eventually. Thank you for that. Bitch, please, $20. Vosh, Sonata, Naro, Mata, Mata, Koi, Yo. No idea what the fuck that means. That's some foreign language I don't speak. Do you speak that language? I am afraid I do not. Okay. Uh, the Supreme King. Hey, Dusty. Can't stay today, but here's 499 Thanks for that. Joni, $2. Will Vosh say trans rights? I think he already did. I, yeah, trans rights. Trans rights. HS Ross, $10. Question to Vosh. So is your political program for the near future basically just social democracy, Medicare for all, progressive taxes, etc., plus encouraging most businesses to become workers' co-ops? Well, I well that would that is what I push for, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think that the adjective um, antagonisms of capitalism are going to a grind to a point where the economy collapses and revolutionary action is necessary. So I'll advocate for a better world, but I don't think we're going to get it without blood and gunpowder. You know. That's so what how. do we think about the Yang Gang UBI? Fuck Yang! <laughs> Please, you I've taken him s- apart on stream. You think that's going to set up a perpetual underclass where the Rich own yeah, all the means of production and the robots. So and fucking, so fucking stupid. Uh, the his UBI proposal. So not only is his UBI proposal incredibly fucking um like useless in its proposed application, because if you it it gets discounted from the amount you receive from social programs already. Meaning, if you already take a thousand dollars a month or more from welfare, you get none of the UBI. Meaning, statistically, poor people, the ones who need it the most, are the least the people who are going to receive the least from UBI. Whereas middle-class, upper-middle-class, wealthy people, they're going to receive the entire amount, which is fucking ludicrous to me. Like, UBI for everyone but the poor? What the fuck? (laughs) Not to mention the VAT tax, which he proposes will pay for it, because it's a tax at the point of transaction is very, very easy to put off onto the consumer, meaning it will probably raise consumer goods, making things more expensive, especially luxury goods for the poor. It is terrible. I, I will, I will, with every breath, with my dying breath, I will denounce Yang and the Yang gang. I guess that explains why so many right-wing chuds like him. 
<laughs> a lot, I've read like on the alt-right forums, they're like, y Yang has talked about white birth rates, you know? The UBI will yeah. set up an underclass so that the poor will do worse and we can get the blacks out. I have no idea. They're fucking... <laughs> That sounds like them. It says, Ask Vosh about the forced feminization of Nazis. <laughs> Don't know what that's about. I assume that's something that you talk about on your show. Yeah, and that's not something I talk about. It's something a very dedicated donate talks about. We can't talk about political violence, even though I'm super pro-political violence. So we've there, there are useful um, uh, allegories, euphemisms. Forced feminizing Nazis seems to have caught up. And you know what? Honestly, fine. If that's the violence we're doing, forcing Nazis into dress and high heels and makeup and wigs and stuff, then yeah, all right. Okay. You know what? There are worse worlds out there. So I think Andy Nogo getting milkshaked is hilarious, but I disagree with him being punched. Where am I wrong? Um, it, it depends on what ethical system you subscribe to. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with any harm that takes place to him, period. Um, but from an optic standpoint, though, from an it, optic it, it actually hurts our cause more than it helps. From, an, from an optic standpoint, this like approach towards like violence isn't working the point of antifa and and adjacent groups is to make fascists afraid of going out of their houses you want to make them scared of publicly demonstrating their values which forces them to stay quiet stay indoors lessen their show, social power that's the point of antifa the problem is that doesn't really work unless you're willing to back it up consistently and right now the Antifa in the U.S. is very passive. If we're going to go this route where we're going to try and intimidate fascists, which I 100% support, we need to intimidate the fascists, which does not stop at where, uh, where Antifa has been stopping lately. Uh, for the sake of YouTube TOS, I'll leave it at that. But my opinions on political violence are, are, are pretty um, well known, I think. I think we should make them afraid to leave the house but i think we should do this by humiliation by doxing them and by milkshaking them i think violence actually plays into their wheelhouse because you know they, they can do exactly what they've done they can show the video and people like andy nogo gets two hundred thousand dollars in charity off of it i am extremely pro doxing 100 percent. it's legal it can't come back to us because the police will always side with fascists um it's it's legal uh, it's humiliating in many cases. I think that's one 100% like something that needs to be pursued. It's, it's funny you mentioned that because the first time I ever knew that Shoe on Head was a person that existed in the universe is because I was on Twitter uh, advocating for doxing people. And she came on my Twitter and started shitting on me and attacking me for being pro-doxing. And that's how, you know, we started our Twitter feud. Our next talk, I'm going to talk with her sometime soon. I'm going to try and bring her over on political events, which I include doxing it. So yeah. I am, uh, I'll try and... Shit. Like, I have I'll no problem being her. friends with her. She just got to own it. She can't sweep shit under the rug. She just got to own up to it. It just No, it I get seems, it. I'm it I promise so you. No, I agree with all of your prescriptive judgments. It's only in <laughs> what to do about them that we differ. But in every, like, descriptive, like, what sh what ought be done, I completely agree with you. All right. Deadpool3E, $5. How do you guys feel about Andy Nogo, the right-wing reporter oh, wow. who was attacked by Antifa when he joined with the Proud Boys? I guess we just answered that. Uh, Bathazar... If George W. Bush died from the shoe thrown at his head, would they have to rule it a suicide? Uh, yes, absolutely. I would like to see a suicide. I wish it would have hit. That would have been funny as shit. I wish they'd have thrown a milkshake. That would have been even funnier. Dude, his dodge skills were sick. He yeah. fucking Matrix dodged that shit. It was incredible. He's an athlete. Got to give it to him. Yeah, that cheerleading prowess. Coming back. <laughs> Lucky Doan. Man, I wish I would have been a cheerleader. That's definitely the sport to play if you're going to do one. Oh, it's good. 
Bathazar228499, should social media companies be held to account and enforced into transparency for their algorithms incentivizing and profiting from bad faith actors? I guess I'll leave that to Vosh. Fuck me. Um, I... I don't... I don't think that regulating corporations is a good long-term solution to a very real problem we have right now, which is that like 99% of public discourse takes place on private platforms. That is weird. And there's been a big push lately to privatize the, or publicize these platforms to make them like government, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, thingies. Yeah. Yeah. Wayne Yates. I fucked up saying descriptive and prescriptive. Shut up. I love you. Um, yeah, they want to nationalize it now. They want to nationalize yeah, yeah, Facebook. yeah. And, but the problem is they're saying that so that they can have Nazis be held to like free speech, like the First Amendment protections. Yeah. And if we're going to do this, it's not going to be to protect Nazis. Um, that's not why I want this to happen. As for like making transparent the algorithms, if we were going to do that, we would have to classify big like public media corporations and the spaces they operate in a very different way i don't think there's any like preeminent legislation on this the idea of all public discourse being co-opted onto private platforms this is like a really difficult question for me because we're going beyond like lefty politics but like lefty vosh just wants to say you know oh well you know fucking publicize it all you know seize the um seize the means of production nationalize the industry but Doing that asymmetrically right now might lead to worse outcomes. I'm not sure. It's a really tough question. I would need to do more research. It would be nice if they were more transparent about what the rules are and if the if the rules were enforced more evenly instead of like like I got permanently banned from Twitter because Shoe on Head's fan base mass flagged <laughs> me for saying that she was a bitch for talking about me behind a block. So I literally got permanently banned for saying the word bitch. And I'm like, what? Like, you're not enforcing these rules evenly at all in any way. Why the fuck? Like, did I get banned for that? So it took me 10 years to build that account, and it's gone for saying the word bitch. There was no way for me to foresee that I would get permanently banned for saying that. So it just seems like it's kind of arbitrary. I'll bring up your concerns when I talk to her. It is fucked, though. Twitter's policies for, like, enforcement of TOS are incredibly inconsistent. I've only run into TOS issues once, and it was during my big... I know you, like, prep drama on me. Did you hear about, like, the big trans Twitter debacle? Yes, I, I, I was going to ask you about that, and I forgot, but we can talk about Got that it. if you want to. You Apparently, you, oh, made no, no, no. A, you made a joke that did not go over well at all. And Listen, it, listen, it's perfect for me, okay? Because now, if anyone accuses me of being a transphobe, I know for a fact that they're either an idiot or a liar. Um, so that that is good for me. That makes my job easier, um, I suppose. You want to explain the joke? I, Oh, God. That's so always I said good when you have to explain a joke. Yeah, I said something like, fuck trans, fuck trans people. I accidentally typo he and she all the time. It only matters, matters with them. Fuck my big sausage fingers. Fuck them. Or so something like that. Clearly, what you were doing is self-deprecating humor. You were saying that... Was, that it, Obviously, it's trans people's fault for what I did for my accident, basically. For my fat fingers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. I agree that opening it with fuck trans people was tactless. I am tactless as a person. Um, but yeah, I think that unless you're like an idiot or incredibly uncharitable, the intended meaning of that tweet with any amount of context should have come across. So people accusing me of being a transphobe for that, I, I'm comfortable just dismissing them as bad faith actors. And that's fine. They can do whatever they want in their own little and I'll keep like actually trying to make the world a better place publicly um, rather than whining impotently about an incredibly pro-trans streamer being 
transphobic. And I, I think most people had a problem with your reaction to the criticism for it. Um, I guess they thought you were arrogant or something in, in the way you took the criticism, even though it was <laughs> like it was obvious to me immediately what you meant and that you were joking and stuff. So I can't like. It was a bad, it was definitely a bad joke. I just really hate lefty culture. Um, like the, like the hypersensitivity of the left, the ease with which we cancel or make moral judgments of one another, an environment in which me being edgy and making a bad tweet, um, which, and otherwise being very pro trans and in every aspect of my content, leading to like literally thousands of people calling me a transphobe on Twitter. Um, the implications of a community that that's will that's so willing to self-destruct are really damaging. It's really, really fucking harmful um, because not all leftists are going to be perfect, beautiful, little orthodox snowflakes. A lot of them are going to be rough around the edges. Me, except I do so by design. A lot of them are not going to be perfectly on board, perfectly politically correct, but many of them are going to be willing to learn. And this attitude of instantly uh, uh canceling or or morally impugning people who say or do things that might under some contexts come off as bigoted is really fucking damaging it's you know the meme right if if you ask a lefty hey i don't really understand like trans issues can you explain it to me the lefty response um it's not my job to educate you sweetie go have a link and you know whatever just don't bother people and if you go up to a right-leaning person and be like hey i've heard that jews control the government can you explain this to me they'll go yes absolutely i, I, I would love to explain this to you i, I, I have a blog i think that might be sort of a stereotype though i mean that maybe some lefties are like that but in my experience like a lot of lefties are willing to sit down and explain things to you without getting offended and whatnot. So we should oh, you know, paint oh, a broad brush across the left, in my opinion. No, I know no, what that's, you're saying. That's true. There's definitely variance amongst the left community, but I am very adamant in my belief way the left deals with internal disagreements is incredibly toxic. We know this. The joke that the left infights is literally centuries old. And it's because there's a lot of fragmenting that takes place amongst marginalized communities when you're discussing what's best for everyone. Um, it's like a time-honored tradition. And the problem is, now that we have shit like Twitter, which amplifies disagreements to like a fever pitch very quickly, it can be very easy to ostracize or alienate people who would otherwise be allies. Like, fuck, look at me. Like, if I was doing this for, like, grifting, like, if all I wanted to do was make money and I didn't have really solidly defined principles, I could have easily turned into a reactionary after that tweet, been like, fuck it, I tried to stand up for the trans people, but they just yelled at me for it. So now I understand my love of freedom of speech can only be met with you guys fellow nazis it would have been so fucking easy thankfully i'm principled so i'm not going to do that not ever but the fact that that was a potential when it doesn't happen on the right they don't really criticize one another look at crowtenty he did it and he got kicked out of the alt-right like the out of the broader community like that they ruined his life any like in group fighting is treated with much more derision there than I it is. I just want to go on record with fuck Crowton T, but go ahead. Crowton T made yeah. a video about me where he called me a scammer about a book I wrote where he did not even read a single word of the book, even though it was available for free in the public domain for five years. So yeah, fuck I that recently guy. spoke. I recently spoke with Crowton T in the hopes that like he could be sort of like a centrist force against the alt right or whatever. But it ended up being a three hour discussion of him just blatant Islamophobia. <laughs> Really bad, blatant feelings based. Cancel. Crowd's canceled. All right, let me continue on with the uh, super chat. Yeah, quick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That took no, so long. I no problem. This is what we're doing here. It's a long form content. So 
That's what we're supposed to do. All right. How does Vosch distinguish between virtue ethics and his earlier categorization of good people and write-off people? Um, good people and what people? Write-off people. People you write off. Right off. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. I use sort of ambiguous terms there. So virtue ethics is a pro is, is a is an ethical or, or like a, a philosophical framework by which you try to assign ethical values based on people's like character. Like what does what what, what makes you a good person? I don't really care about that. I care about how people impact the world. What are the consequences of their actions? So when I say that a person is good or a write off, what I actually mean is that based on my assessment of their character, do I think that positive engagement with them would lead to a change in their behavior and thus better outcomes for the world or would it be or am i talking to a bad faith actor or an idiot or an unethical person who will never be swayed and that i would be better suited arguing them viciously to try and pull in parts of their audience um i make that decision with every larger figure that i talk to um uh, uh, whether or not it's better to try and sway and move them that way or to just viciously attack and pull in parts of their audience. And it's difficult, and I don't get it right every time, but it is something we need to think about. All right. The Sword's Path, $10, says, Uh-oh, Vosh, was that a me equals genuinely good claim? I guess they're asking you if you are claiming that you are genuine, genuinely good. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Fuck, I mean, I don't stand by virtue ethics, but I'll defend my own ethics literally any other day. I think of a very, very good human being who Vosh, cares a lot about flawless. others. Flawless. I mean, I penis. fuck up, but I try, you know. Uh, Darth Missent, give me a dollar. Thank you. H.S. Roth, $5. Question to Dusty. Do you think you might be different from others in terms of how able you are to change your mind when others aren't nice to you? Uh, I think I've done so much acid that it's given me lots of little small ego deaths, so it makes taking criticism a lot easier because I don't really take myself that seriously because I understand exactly what a joke I am. So, yeah, when people criticize me, it's easy to say, okay, well, maybe they're right. Maybe I should examine my own self and see if, you know, they're, they're, they're pegging me. So, uh, Asher Scott, $5, asks why he isn't even vegetarian. You're not a vegetarian, Garvosh? Come on now. If Wait, you are you a vegetarian? Me, hell yeah, of course. Ah, oh, fuck I'm me. God, I can't, I can't do the ethics of vegan. Okay, listen, here's my stance, okay? Vegan ethics are are pretty much, like, like just spot on correct it's almost impossible to argue against them mm -hmm. however i am unsold on the assumption but... that it is a moral obligation to engage in vegetarianism or veganism because i don't believe that people should be held ethically responsible for their consumptive practices it's a holdover from my lefty theory it is something i'm willing to be moved on there are a couple of people vegans who i have scheduled to speak with me in the near future who are lefties who i'm hoping will give me a more nuanced perspective on this because it's it's a an okay. interesting ethical conundrum. Okay, I have a couple questions about it, though, uh, since I am a vegetarian. Uh, yeah. you, you understand vegetarianism is better for the environment, though, right? Yes, 100%. So isn't that enough? Just because you don't want the world to end in a flaming ball of fire? is Yeah, that makes it that makes it morally good, but that doesn't necessarily make it a moral obligation. Like, I can, I can give you a quick example, right? Um, like, if you were walking on your way to work or whatever, and um, you see a kid drowning... In, in like a fountain or something, like a little baby. And you can reach in, you can run in and save them quickly, but it will ruin your $20 pair of pants. Would you do it? Of course. Would you do it the next day too, assuming you had then bought another $20 pair of pants? Yes. And how long would you continue doing that? I assuming have that every day. no idea. Well, a thousand if you would, times. If you would, would concede to that. I pants though. 
but then why aren't you donating $20 a day to a life-saving fund in Africa where $20 can save not one, but probably a dozen lives through water purification tablets? 80% of my money goes to rescuing animals that are about to be put down. So I don't really have any extra money to give to anything. I spend most of my money on my charity. But a decent uh, counter argument. The 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 goal of the the conundrum there is that there's a big difference between morally good behavior and morally uh, like required behavior. Um, and I am of the opinion that um, there is no ethical consumption under capitalism, meaning that people shouldn't buy cheese whiz from the store and then weep at the slaves who work to mine the aluminum that m made the can and the the food workers who were paid underpaid and given poor working conditions, that everything is fucked and that it is a waste of time to try to consume ethically in the system. I apply that logic to vegetarianism and veganism. Okay. Um, but I do say that that they are still moral goods. It is a good. It is morally good to do so. So then why don't you do it? If you know it's morally good and it's not that hard to do, why don't you do it? And you know it's better for the planet and other people. Well, I do think do it? it's hard to do. I've, I've never bought the mm, argument that it's, it's that it's easy to so just ditch I literally did it so easily. It's not hard. I mean, you may have, but that really depends on your diet, right? Mm. Uh, I, I not really. could not imagine living without dairy products and meat. And I guess my second uh, argument for vegetarianism is, like, do you have a pet? Uh, do you have cats or dogs or anything? Have you ever had pets? I've got geckos. Okay. Well, I mean, but have you ever had a dog or if you like had any relationship with? I, I have had plenty of cute pets that I love. Okay, so you understand that they, you know, they feel pain. They have oh, emotions. Oh, no, 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 they, no, they no, 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 no. I listen. I value animal ethics up there with human ethics, one hundred percent. I consider what's happening right now in the meat industry to be equivalent to the Holocaust, then not a you, Holocaust. Why do you support it then? Why don't you? Um, because because I don't think there's any ethical consumption under capitalism. I'm far left. I do not think that consumptive habits are a um, something which should be morally regulated. You don't on the think part that the there are some things you consume that are better than other things you consume? You think they're all the same? No, no, no. Again, there are. I just don't think under any circumstances consumptive habits are something that should have a moral um, uh, uh, um, uh, obligation attached to them. I assign this to literally everything. Um, I don't even think that I, like owning child pornography is immoral because like, it also. I don't understand that though. You know these animals are being harmed. You understand mm -hmm. animals feel pain. They feel emotions. So yeah, why don't humans you feel... feel pain. Humans feel emotions. Yeah, I, I you don't... bought a computer. You bought a computer, and inside of that computer are silicon chips that were mined with child slaves in Central Africa. Um, this is something that we all do to some extent or another. I say, do away with the system. Do not morally impute that just the individuals seems kind of like who participate. What aboutism a little bit to me. Like, well, no, it's not. All systems of consumptive um, immorality, I think, are a product of the system. And I agree we should change the system. But I wouldn't morally impugn somebody for making that decision to, uh, to say, fuck it. It's all unethical. Vosh hates animals. That's what I'm getting out of this. Next question. <laughs> Mexican Zoeberg, $1. I'm just kidding, of course. Um, gave me a dollar. Gave me another dollar. Thank you. Beth gave me $2. Thank you. Little Flip gave me $5. Hi, Dusty. People in chat are making some very stupid arguments right now. <laughs> Hi, Dusty. Your song, Talkie Point, saved my marriage. Really? What was wrong with your marriage that that song saved it? Also, can you say happy birthday to my brother? Oh, happy birthday to your brother. What's his name? Cooper Nasal? Happy birthday, Cooper Nasal. He's a fan of your channel. Wow, he's obviously got great taste. Thank you. Happy birthday, dude. Uh, Lazy Leftist, a dollar. Appreciate it. Uh, Ariel Fernandez, give me $2. Vosh, would you support a one-world government? Uh, yeah, fuck it. Why not? Not a one-world state mind you but like a one world government What's some kind of 
Uh, well, a state ha states have only existed as a concept for around 250 years. Uh, governments have existed since humans have existed. A government just means any system of, of political organization. A state has a very specific set of connotations concerning internal, um, like legal uh, sort of leveraging external treatment of other agents. Um, I would be totally fine with a government that operates in a one world sort of system. Uh, a state, not so much as an anarchist. All right, cool. Nobody asked me, but I am for the one world government. I want society to be like Star Trek in the future. I think it's your ridiculous. chat is your chat is triggering the fuck out of me, by the way. I just need you to know. <laughs> That's what they're supposed to do, man. Keep on your toes. It's exciting. Embrace it. Um, my problem. My problem with this is that a lot of people unironically think that morally good behavior is the same as morally obligatory behavior, meaning that it's bad if you don't do it. But that's ridiculous. If that was the case, every human being would spend every extra cent they have on charity causes or giving it to a homeless person or donating to some cause in Africa. Most people don't live their lives that way. In reality, there's an acceptable limit as to the extent to which we are willing to sacrifice personal happiness for the greater good. And I interpret this as being a reflection of consumer culture. That's how lefties tend to do so. Um, they, there are a lot of people in chat right now who think they have arguments against that. I haven't seen one. But I encourage all of you to examine from an ethical framework the difference between morally good and morally obligatory behavior. Because a lot of you are demonstrating a pretty severe ignorance of that gap right now. All right. I'm just going to continue on with the super chat. H.S. Uh, Ross, $5. Vosh, great explanation of right-wing YouTube. Are you in touch with non-compete? You may be the socialist version of destiny he's looking for. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm familiar with non-compete. Non-compete and I actually talked for a little bit on Twitter before the <laughs> before the poppy drama um but but we've we've talked a little bit more since then. wait what are my wait what are my messages hold on it's not gonna be to see the one that put out the video on uh stochastic terrorism yes i believe the, so the beauty pipeline doesn't non-compete go by another by another name or am i to do re-education bradford long yeah american johnson yeah 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 um non-competes a cool dude arena um, I don't know how much he would agree with my like edginess, but we share quite a few political. You would be values. canceled. You would so be canceled already. I get canceled really easily, really often. Me too. Honestly. I've been canceled so many times. I actually like cancel culture, but I think cancel culture has to be blended together with redemption, with the ability to leave open the possibility that somebody can change. You can't just close the door on people, you know, entirely because everybody's going to fuck up. But at the same time, I think social pressure to make people change their behavior is a good thing. Yeah. So let's keep going. Sorry, I'm, um, just, I'm just triggered by chat. I fucking hate vegans. I eat every time I hear a bad argument in favor of veganism. I go out of my way to buy just the the least ethical meat from the fucking store. A really Fuck these people. shitty way to behave, in my opinion. No, nope, they're being taught. Maybe eventually, after no, enough animals just, die on their watch, they'll learn to stop joking. making bad arguments. <laughs> you but, think? But I hope so, because that just hurts animals. It doesn't hurt the people that you're arguing with. And yeah, they're hurting the animals, things, dude, with their shit arguments. They're, they're, hurting, is, they're basically putting a gun to those this cows. This is like saying liberals are making you become a Nazi. No, they're not. You are choosing yeah, to do this. Unironically that. I'm yeah, taking it. I Full Nazbol game. H.S. <laughs> Ross, I was question to both of you. Can you use any lessons from Peterson's genius grift to help you promote yourselves and advocate for good causes? I mean, I could, yeah, but... Uh, he lies a lot and misrepresents things a lot, and I don't feel the need to do that. I think telling the truth is the best way to do it, so I, I don't really have much use for what he teaches. 
What about you? Yeah, I think I think I actually did learn something from Jordan Peterson, and that it's a lot of people lack an authoritative figure in their um in their lives. A, a, a part of the reason why Jordan Peterson um, got so popular, it was, certainly wasn't because of his fucking philosophy. It was his self help advice, and a lot of people sort of tangentially sort of associated him with a figure of fatherhood. And much of his talk, much of his like political discourse, is associated with the politics of like paternity. Um, I think there are a lot of people out there who legitimately do lack guidance. I'm not comfortable being a person who gives like life advice, even like in a broad sense, because like for one, like, fuck it. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing in life. Um, but also for two, it puts me in like an uncomfortable position of power over a lot of people. I don't really like that, but I do. It did make me recognize that incels, I think, were something that I should talk about more. Um, there are some topics that I previously thought weren't worth discussing that after seeing like the popularity of Jordan B. Peterson that I thought warranted more like attention from left leaning from left leaning figures. Well, I have no problem giving people life advice because I think I'm fucking killing it, and you could do a lot worse than taking advice from me. I'm like literally the happiest person I've ever known, so why not take advice from somebody who's happy? I think I got this shit figured out pretty good. Even yeah, get them up, get them up. Arrogant as fuck, I know, but I mean, if you got it, flown it. Bring them uh, up. Bring them up. <laughs> Bring them up. Uh, Rave Dubin says, The only group of people that ever chastise me about cursing are right-leaning people because fuck everything else. Because I said the word, uh, fuck, I guess that's the word you're using, and it doesn't matter. Okay. Good point. H.S. Ross, $5. Question to both of you. Can, oh, I already read that one. Jackie Galaxy, happy Canada Day. Happy Canada Day, Jackie Galaxy. Marcus, $50. S.E.K. Agree with Vosh about shoe. Well, fuck you, Marcus. Pressuring people too much to admit to their mistakes can make them defensive, which works against changing their behavior. I mean, I guess, but I think everybody should have to own up to their shit, and they should be able to sweep it under the rug, and we shouldn't just be okay with them sweeping it under the rug. We should call them out on it, you know. Um, Rave Dubin, Vosh, why does he watch a garbage anime like FLCL? What is that? Can you Could you kindly ban that person from your chat? Rave Dubin, he just gave me money. How can no, I ban yeah, somebody that gave me yeah, money? Yeah, they gave you the money. It happened in the past. Right now in the present, can you ban them <laughs> from your chat? He continuously gives me money every week, dude. Fully so. Cooley is, not only is Fully Cooley the best anime ever made, in my opinion, it is also a foundational masterpiece, which every human being should at some point familiarize themselves with. FLCL is a phenomenal piece of media. One of these days, I'm going to do an episode-by-episode episode breakdown on its genius on stream if I can figure out how to get past the YouTube copyright detection system. God willing, I'm going to make it happen. It is phenomenal. Never heard of it. Fully Cooley? Is that what you said? Yeah, Fully Cooley, FLCL. Those are um, those are the names it goes by. It's Not, re it's really good anime. I only watch tentacle porn anime, so I don't know anything else. Hey, but, we got uh, a little bit of that in there. There's uh, there are a couple little, of little tentacle porn. Play Hell's yeah! All right, uh, Posadas John, what do you think about the nukes and aliens? I don't know what you're talking about. Nukes and aliens. Nukes and aliens. I oh ah, he's just listen. Okay, it's Posad. Have you ever heard of Posadism? No. Okay, it's a meme ideology, but they, they'll say it's not a meme because it's part of the joke. The idea is that um, this world is corrupted and the only way in which communism can thrive is by rising up from the ashes of nuclear fire. Um, that the world will end in a spectacular nuclear holocaust and then uh, sentient dolphins and aliens will come from the sky and the sea to help the remaining humans build a communist utopia uh, over the ashes of the old world. Let's call that plan B. I don't want to be involved in that, I don't think. Uh, it's not the worst plan I've heard. 
Nuking people is not the worst plan you've heard. That seems like a pretty bad plan. Well, we well we don't do the nukes. The nukes happen. Well, we well, just we're here. And... If they happen and we're here, that's not good for us, Vosh. Well, we listen. The prescriptive plan is more about the dolphins than the aliens. Okay, bring the dolphins that's... back. Uh, let's see. What do you think about where well, I read that one? Vosh, would you support? No, already read that one. Uh, Lazy left to send me a dollar. Aero Fernandez, uh, opinion on futurist architecture. What? I'm um, yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm an architecture baby. Oh. Um, my architectural preferences obviously trend um a little bit towards brutalism because I'm a leftist and it's a big meme for leftists to enjoy brutalism. But honestly, I know this is super played out. But the Frank Lloyd Wright like modernist approach with the um, with the stainless steel and the clean marble and the plexiglass that's fuck man, it just looks so goddamn good. It's such a good fucking artistic style. The shit I can't stand is colonial housing. Like the colonial style, like New England shit with the fucking the wood slats. Nah, fuck that. Get that shit out of here. Trash buildings, I say. Um, is that what you went to school for? Architecture? <laughs> no, I just took a couple of classes um, of it in high school and just developed kind of an amateur's interest. Um, but I'm, I'm not like professionally educated. In it, what is your background? What did you do before you started streaming? I was a sociology major, um, and I graduated with, with that, my bachelor's, uh, with a minor in communication. And I did that and I then just ha basically fucked around for six months until I started streaming. And hey, now I'm... You will never use that job. degree. You just wasted your money, man. Now you I'm using it right now. No, the you're sociological not. imagination. I have a ninth out. grade education. I'm doing the same shit, dude. Yeah, and you know what? You know what that fucking tells me? That tells me that the the unifying symbiotic bond of the proletarian experience outweighs any fancy pants college education. You are a testament to everything I believe politically. You just said some big ass ten dollar words, so I guess that's that education paying off for you right there. Uh, H. S. Ross, Vosh, scary to hear you discuss violent revolution when non compete talks revolution. He discusses a general strike and alternative institutions taking power. If things collapse, how about that instead? Um, if you think that society can collapse and we can start building workers' co-ops and communes without there being, like, violence involved, um, then yes. If that is how it can happen, 100%. I, however, am of the opinion, based on literally every societal collapse in human history that there is going to be a power vacuum and an immediate struggle and unfortunately right now we are not ready for that struggle the left is very much maligned in america i want to build class consciousness and spread gun ownership to as many left-leaning people as possible so that should anything happen we have a power base in this country and we are more likely to seize control of power vacuum afterwards um, there have been plenty of examples throughout history where we've gotten close and failed because fascists were just a little bit more violent. Um, or fuck it, since I'm an anarchist, communists, communists were. The more left violent. is more violent than ISIS, so doubt on your absolutely. Claim there. I mean, I hope so. We're getting there. Um, so that would be my argument that we need to prepare for what's to come, but ideally, it shouldn't have to happen. I don't glorify violence. I don't think it's fun. This question is clearly for you. C. Bishop Davis says, is asexuality akin to bestiality? I, I mean, that's ridiculous. Not wanting to have sex is the same as wanting to have sex with animals. Uh, Agreed. I, gotta, I, I mean, I'm okay. I'm, I'll answer it in good faith. No, they're not the same. Uh, one of them is not wanting to have sex. or It's more complicated than that. It's about not having sexual attraction. Uh, to blah, 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 blah. And one of them is about fucking an animal. And I think... 
you know, there might be an asexual zoophile out there. And if there is, I'd love to talk to him someday. But until that, until that day, I'm going to say they're very different. It's not like you want to have sex with an animal. You just want to watch other people have sex with horses, right? Wait, for me specifically? Yeah. I'm not into zoophilia. I want to have a horse. I Listen. Okay, listen the fuck up. All right. Maybe it's the, <laughs> maybe it's the furry porn. All right. Okay. Human penises. So fucking 20th century. Okay. We are living in the future right now. And the future is 26 inch long, girthy, soda can thick horse penises. And that I listen. I didn't choose that. That's the future hurtling towards us. I just want to be ready for it. Wouldn't that narrow your potential mates? Because there's not a whole lot of girls that can take that, in my experience. I don't fuck quitters. <laughs> All right, Vash is going to stretch out. Next up, we have uh, Safar says, How come the dumbest people have the strongest opinions? I guess that's what Dunning-Kruger effect. <laughs> Idiots think they're overly qualified for shit. Uh, Proto, Andy Nogo lied. Concrete mix, not in drink. It was soy. Yeah, we're going to cover this in a second. But obviously, there's no evidence that there was any concrete or semen in any of these drinks. This is some bullshit that was reported, apparently, to the Portland pol- the police with any, without any evidence whatsoever to back it up. And they just ran with it because the Portland police has a history of being in bed with the right-wing shitheads that were behind uh, him, too rally that they had so yeah 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 the collaboration between fascists and the police is a ongoing process well documented yeah um vosh veg example is stupid because we're all in trouble okay it's no it's stupid well okay god no uh, listen consequentialist ethics are more complicated than the people in ethic. i see more donations coming about it i'll get triggered and, and respond to those but like fuck me people who think that ethics is as simple as uh if a thing is good you're bad if you don't do it it actually makes me want to fuck myself but that's okay you know what it's all part of the discursive process of being a public figure i am i am here for it i'm ready so trigger vosh in the super chats see how you can trigger him say the most inflammatory thing you can possibly think of to set him off do it all right let's see who the hell is Vosh? Why do I like this man bun? This man bun rocks. I, I gotta give it to him. I never liked the man bun before, but he's pulling it off, and it works cool I, with I this little anime character shit he does. I need a haircut really bad. I'm going to Anime Expo in two days. I want to have a nice fade on the side Throw of it my out. Head, it's so. sexy. I like it. <laughs> um, capital. I guess that means capitalist. Capital. Maybe capitalism. Capitalism does much worse for the environment than eating meat. Okay. Well. I mean, that is true. Capitalism also facilitates the modern meat industry, which is one of the biggest contributors. Um, Capitalism is like the big umbrella under which a whole bunch of ethical problems fall. Of course, people wouldn't just be vegan if capitalism ends. There still have to be an effort to fix that sort of unethical hang up in our society. But yeah, but they're very related. Yeah, I'm waiting for the lab grown meat. I'm going to eat the lab-grown meat, meat all day too. long. As long as it's yeah. not hurting animals, that shit sounds good. Give me that blob cow shit. The no-brain cow can't feel anything. Give me that shit. Basically can marbleize Kobe beef in the laboratory. Hells, you all day long. Um, how do you go vegetarian with really bad anxiety and have a hard time going to the store asking for a friend? Uh, how do you eat anything if you're scared to go to the store? Don't you have to go to the store to buy food to begin with? Just buy vegetarian food. I eat a lot of Taco Bell bean burritos and seven-layer burritos and stuff like that. Baked potatoes, and they have uh, vegetarian chicken nuggets that are actually better than regular chicken nuggets. I, I shit you not. Don't believe me. Just try them. They're $5 in the frozen section of Walmart. Just try them. Better than fucking regular 
chicken nuggets, in my opinion. Um, please have non-compete claws on. I guess it's not non-compete also. Already, Dusty. You must. Vosh, hook Dusty up. Okay, I will have non-compete on. Astro Scott, every time I hear a bad argument against child abuse, I rape a child. I guess that's making fun of you. Yeah, good. Get I don't think you're this. serious about that, though. I'm hoping. Well, what saying. I said or what the donators said? What you're saying about going out and hurting no, animals. No, no, of course not. One of my big things is that I, I really, really dislike irrationality. Um, because irrationality makes people susceptible to really bad unethical thought processes. Um, it's really frustrating. So when I, so I think like the left is much more rational than the right. Like obviously, like they're built on lies. But when we, I, when I engage with other left-leaning people, a lot of them are what a certain political figure calls morally lucky, in that they just sort of arrived at their positions through luck, but they can't ground them out. Meaning that if they ever like clunk their head and lost their current political position, but maintained their ethical framework, they would not be able to arrive at the same position again. That's not the case with me. Everything that I believe, I can ground axiomatically and build out from there. Um, and that's really, really important for good discourse. A lot of people can't do that. It's very frustrating to me. In one word, logic. Yeah, I that's, guess. That's why I made it my catchphrase. The examination of the evidence and the decision based solely upon the evidence, what is more probable to be true than not. Beautiful system. Um, this person says, I ate vegan for a week. Turns out they taste like pork. What what vegan thing did you eat? Uh, fuck the factory farming, though. It didn't say it. It didn't say what it would Fuck factory farming, though. If only you could distill the amazing taste of meat into seasoning. Yeah, like I said, there's plenty of meat products out there that I think do a pretty good job. Beans are a great substitute. I eat beans and stuff like tacos, and I ate lots of fucking pizza. You can get meatless pizza with pineapple and stuff like black olives and shit. It's delicious. It's not as hard as people think, in my opinion. H.S. Ross says, at Vosh, I don't see how you can identify a sphere of action called consumption and say there are no moral obligations regarding it. Um, They're triggering you. Well, n- n- no, it's just dumb. Uh, it's not a sphere of action. It's a very specific way by which you engage with societal sort of structures. Um, consumptive practices generally refer to what we buy, but it's not just things that we buy. It's things that are processed into the subsistence of cultural living. Now, that doesn't necessarily just mean products that you need to live. It means that products that feed into the mainstream, culturally accepted um, sort of uh, um, zeitgeist of how one engages consumptively. And the problem is, and this is one of Marx's criticisms of capitalism, is that because capitalism reduces one's engagement in society to the way in which they practice their consumptive habits, it can be very difficult to excise one's individual action from the systemic consequences it entails. And for that reason, he and many other leftist philosophers from that point forward have said there is no ethical consumption under capitalism. The effort to try and rid oneself of consumptive habits which lead to unethical consequences is not only futile it genuinely is you nobody can do it um all production is unethical under capitalism but it reshifts our efforts in a bad place that we should instead focus to destroy the system rather than just individually attempt to buy things ethically and I stand by that, and I'll continue to stand by that until I hear but, good. But you believe that some consumerism is more ethical than others, right? Not all consumerism is equal, right? It's not all equally unmoral, right? I would I would argue that in a in a a um, 
in the sense as to its outcomes, yes, obviously there are some forms of consumption that are less ethical than others. But in terms of what it means for an individual's like ethical state, I would not argue there's a difference. I would not argue that there is anything wrong. And I'll and I see somebody dis, uh, disbelief in 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 uh, uh, super chats. I would not say that it is uh, unethical for a person to purchase child pornography or purchase blood diamonds because I don't see a major difference between that and again buying a computer with silicon that was mined up by literal child slaves who are worked to death and raped so more children could be born to work the next generation of slaves in Central Africa. I don't see a fundamental difference there. What we choose to care about is usually a product of our own internal biases. And I choose to care about all of it to address it systemically rather than fuss over the individual instances of me choosing to purchase things ethically. Why not um, both, though? You can do both. Like you can make small moral decisions in your own life that do a small changes and help overall a little bit and then also tackle the whole problem overall. It's not one I or could. the other, is it? But I wouldn't. Well, it's not one or the other. You can choose to also abstain consumptively, and that is a moral good. I just don't think it's a moral obligation. Okay. Ethan Davenport says Lincoln or Cadillac. I don't care. I don't care about cars in any way. I drive a 20 year old car, and once it breaks down, I will buy another cheap car and not give a shit. How about you, Vosh? Do you care about your car? I recently got my first car. It was handed what, down to me. What'd you get? By my. Oh, well, I didn't get shit. It's a, a, like a Jeep Liberty, Jeep Freed. It's cheap fucking, it's a boxy Jeep. Um, it was given to me by my um, my girlfriend's father because he didn't need the car anymore and my girlfriend can't drive, but I'm driving my, you know, my girlfriend around. So. Jeeps are um, sexy. I, I like it. You know, it's pretty comfy. I've never cared much for cars personally, but I do think the old timey, the big fat Cadillacs are pretty sexy. Agreed. They're classy. Jay Kerrigan, $10. Vosh seems to be every bit as nihilistic of as TJ Kirk. Uh-oh, I know you like this comparison. Uh, when you were talking about horse dicks, it reminded me of TJ. <laughs> if they, I heard no, him, anyone who accuses me of nihilism has literally no fucking idea what they're talking about. I'm not a nihilist at all. I assign moral prescription. I, I make moral judgments about things and other people. I say, from an objective ethical framework, my axioms of maximizing well-being are valid, and I'll work to meet those moral ends to suggest i'm a nihilist is a fucking joke this person has no idea what okay they said forgive me if i heard him wrong did he say earlier that he thinks it's ethical to own child porn no it's just morally neutral it's not ethical and it's not unethical it's no different than owning a computer or a phone which were also produced unethically i've heard destiny's arguments about this and i can kind of a little bit understand at least computer generated child porn uh giving that to pedophiles so they don't actually go out and commit real crimes and I, I don't know if there's any evidence that suggests that that's true or not, but I'm open to that possibility if it helps society. But uh... yeah, that's because that was the thing that got caught up. This is the thing that a lot of people do. It's called moral dumbfounding. They believe something like really deeply in their heart. Like, for instance, owning child porn is, is bad. And the process of creating child porn is monstrous. Of course, the rape and abuse of children. I would never, ever argue against that. Those people should be dealt with to the furthest extent of the law. But if you believe that owning child pornography is in just having purchased it, not producing it yourself, but, is unethical and these people should be sent to jail. I don't know why it's any different if you own a phone that was made by slaves. I mean, that probably cost even more harm in the world, if anything. Um, the, at the end of the day, you know, no ethical consumption under capitalism. I would want to destroy the system to destroy the abuse of children, to destroy slavery and abuse elsewhere in the world. Um, that would be my aim. All right. I'm going to go out on a limb and say I oppose 
buying child pornography because I think you are rewarding the people that are producing the child pornography and that helps abuse children and you shouldn't do that. But I know what you're yeah, saying. Like, like when you buy phones, you reward the corporations I, I, that export their production to slave phones. And, uh, well, you know perfectly well what I mean. <laughs> I'm better than you, Vosh. I'm so much more moral than you are. You, bask you, in, you bask in my virtue. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Mm -hmm. H.S. Ross says, is hiring a hitman to kill a typical human for pleasure a consumptive decision? Aren't you morally obligated not to do that? What? <laughs> yes, you shouldn't hire hitmen. <laughs> no, when, when, people say, when people say consumptive decisions, they don't mean literally anything you can buy. The consumptive decisions I'm referring to are the ways in which you engage with society. Going after a hitman is a very niche, specific, esoteric act which involves non-systemic violence um it, it's it's wholly incomparable the arguments between why hiring a hitman is unethical and why eating meat isn't inherently unethical um are nuanced and would require i think a lot of decent discussion okay i think we've had a lot of decent discussion this has been actually a really good talk so far i appreciate you coming on i'm uh, enjoying it very much Next up, I don't really understand this question. Population, a root cause of question mark? I guess this is talking about something we were talking about, but since I don't know what they're talking about, I'm going to move on. H.S. Uh, Ross, but if you're morally required not to do that, I don't see why you can't be morally required not to hire a hitman to kill. I think you answered that. We don't have to like answer everyone. Else. Oh, yeah, it's the, uh, I guess, the continuation of the earlier. Yeah. yeah, I would just argue that there's a difference between consumptive habits and like literally anything you can buy. There's a difference between systemic violence and individual violence, so on and so forth. He's basically saying, uh, morally required not to hire a hitman to kill a severely intellectually disabled human for fun or indeed a non-human animal for taste, pleasure, convenience. All right. uh, Ashley Gauch, no ethical consumption under capitalism because all things have some negative e ethical weight. Also, capitalism created the high demand for meat. I yeah, no I'm, I mean, yeah, more, our meat production now was like a billion times what it was before, like the Industrial Revolution. Came, so, and that, I mean, that tracks. Um Meat consumption would still be a problem if we went socialist, though. Like, just turning all of the meat farms into co-ops wouldn't really fix anything. I want, like, a top-down systemic approach here. Um, we, we will never be able to, like, eliminate the meat industry, at least not in our current political climate. But if we could introduce, like, really fucking heavy taxes or, like, cruelty taxes or something like that, just anything you could push through legislation. I'd take literally anything to hamstring the meat in uh, industry. All right. Blue Lid says, watch Mexi's video on veganism, you lazy slob vosh. By the way, love you both. Also, tell me if y'all found Marianne Williamson as hot as me. Uh, I don't know if I found her hot, but like, I think it's kind of funny everybody shit on her because all she's doing is trying to spread love, but obviously she's doing it in a really ditzy, wooey kind of way that's easy to make fun of, but she's definitely more fun than dangerous. She's fun. I fucking hate hippies, but whatever. Go Orb Mother. Go Dark Orb Mother. Rid, rid Washington of... Fuck you, Vosh! I'm like a hippy dippy sit around smoke weed all day, take care of animals, vegan. Look, we're ha I don't we're even mow my lawn. Time, right? I don't even mow my lawn, dude, because I care about the environment so much. So My neighbors hate me. Uh, can you defend forced feminized Nazi stance? We already covered that. Uh... <laughs> Triggering Vosh is easy. Just disagree with him on anything at all, and he'll call you crazy and cancel culture extremist. He's a child. Love you, Dusty. Yeah. This was the person that really had a problem with me having you on the show. They sent me yeah, a that's, long that's list Vivian. of criticisms about you. Viv Vivian is another person who I would call actually crazy. I know it sounds uncharitable. They just said that I would do that, but I stand by it. I think that she's actually unstable and that her, she's like you just can't reason. She has been very nice to me and gives me money, so... uh 
I know I don't know. Got to go no, with Vivid no, on this one, Bosh. Yeah, mm. don't don't let me stand in between you two. Um, in my experiences, uh, she was at once very nice to me early on, but after she started to get like more weirdly obsessive about critiquing my behavior, it went into full blown like stalker obsessive, angry behavior, and I'm not really here for that. Not person. a fan of the Vosh. Sorry, Posadist, which you've ex- described to me now. Uh, <laughs> Arm the left with low yield. Recoilless nuclear weapons, i.e. MK-54 Davy Crockett. I guess that's more of the uh, dolphin meme war they're talking about. Yeah, I guess this guy actually wants to nuke the entire planet. If it came down to it, I would stop him. Don't worry. Thank you. Please shoot this guy if you have to. Do not let him I'm anti-nuclear holocaust. I'll go with it for the memes. (laughs) I appreciate that. Vosh, anti-nuclear holocaust. Put him down for that. Ariel Fernandez. Vosh, opinion on Batista. Guy overthrown by Castro in 1959, wanting the Allies to go to war with Franco's Spain during World War II. Wow, that's out of my pay grade. Go, Vosh. Oh, okay. Um, for one, I want to say that my Latin American history is really lacking, and it's research that I mean to do in the near future. Um, fuck me. Um, you don't have to answer it if you don't know. Cause no, no, no. Cause I, I usually try to pretend, and uh, it usually embarrasses me horribly because I'm stupid. <laughs> stupid comrade i this is this is a tough okay my opinions are batista i think that okay this is all i can say confidently i think a lot of people are are very reductive in how they talk about him and his sort of influence um and no 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 fuck it i'm not gonna embarrass myself that's all i have to say some people are reductive nope <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to fucking unveil my degree of ignorance right now. I'm not going to embarrass myself either. All I can say is that I loved him in Guardians of the Galaxy. H.S. Ross says, Some in the chat are making fallacious appeals to futility. Just because we can't remove all problems with consumption doesn't mean we can't easily reduce the harm massively by e.g. being vegan. I agree with H.S. Ross on this one. I know. I know you do. <laughs> like, I know you do, stupid dusty. Well, it's true. Well, that's the thing. They're not wrong. It is a moral good to be vegan, and I think it's good, and we should encourage it. Do it. Bosh. I don't think it's morally I'm, bad I'm to not be vegan. Encouraging you to do it. Yeah, I know. So easy. Just do it. The fireball says, "I want to get more into politics, but I'm lazy. I am currently a soak dim, but I want read more about socialism. Any tips? All right, good tips for socialism reading." Yeah, um, I don't do much reading myself because I'm a fucking Zoomer, you know? Um, in regards to really good, like, intros to socialist thought, the best person who, like, describes it as a concept is Richard Wolff. Um, I know that sounds a little bit stereotypical, but Richard Wolff really does do a He's phenomenal amazing. job. Yeah, breaking down uh, sort of, like, the base assumptions of capitalism that many people just take as intuitive, like, knowledge and and expose them to the light and show that there are other ways i would encourage you to get into um into richard wolf's talks and then after that once you feel like you have a solid like theoretical grounding of what capitalism and socialism are and mean and involve then i would encourage you to watch some slavoj zizek lectures not because he talks about capitalism because because he's incomprehensible in almost every case but because his way of looking at social problems i think is good at inciting curiosity, which is very helpful for leading you in the direction you need to get into for research. Feel free to disagree with him, but I think his thought processes are valid and healthy for encouraging critical thought. Wolf is amazing at breaking things down very simply, so you can understand exactly what he's talking about with very few words. Like That's a gift that Zizek doesn't have, in my opinion. Not at all. Zizek is an incredibly poor public speaker. 
Colin S., I'll eat a 3D-printed chicken leg if it's deep-fried. Yep, that'll be good. Can't wait till we have, like, the replicators from Star Trek. We can just replicate whatever the fuck we want. That'll be awesome. Uh, Balthazar says, it meant I ate vegan, as in vegan people. Oh, okay. No, you didn't. Humans taste like pork. Okay. That's funny, but you lie. Uh, Lane Magnet gave me 99 cents. Thank you. Gave me another 99 cents. Thank you. Ruth Power, $2. How can the porn industry become more ethical? Ooh. That's a good question that I uh, should have thought about for a long time and haven't. So, any ideas, Wash? Yeah, I'm actually really familiar with the subject because I'm really, I like, I'm very not a store. I'm very involved in the sex industry and the, I, I to the extent more, that I'm familiar so. with the. I fucking love it. I used to draw it. I, I still do draw it. Um, I, I love me some doodles. Um, so, first off, decriminalizing sex work, easy peasy, or legalizing. I always forget the two. One of them means ma make it happen, okay? Um, because uh, making it criminal increases the likelihood of people who, um, A, need to engage in sex work, being harassed by the police and not being able to go to the police for help if they're abused or raped or in a bad financial situation. B, it means that the companies that operate within the sex industry can be put more into the into the spotlight um exposed to government regulation and other forms of supervision and c because it's valid good work sex work is work um in regards to porn which is legal here you know, the best of my knowledge it's weird that you can pay someone to fuck another person and record it and that's legal but it's not legal to do so without the camera um decriminalize is the one i'm looking for thank you thank you i, I always mix the two up uh, but in regards to making the porn industry specifically more ethical for one if it was worker owned where the people who are doing the fucking are the ones who are collecting the paychecks, that in and of itself is a huge step towards ethical production. Um, additionally, I think it would be nice personally if porn companies made an effort to incorporate more, um, I guess, artistic sensibility into their production, which might expose them to a sort of critical analysis that is currently lacking in porn. Right now, porn is just, you get the meat shots, you try to appeal to the, the kink, and you get like the biggest boobies and the biggest dick. And that's cool sometimes. But um, if this was treated like an art form, it would be subject to the criticism of art. Um, and I think that would go a long way towards improving standards within. So worker-owned, decriminalization of sex work, try to make it art, and maybe starting like like smaller sort of indie private porn companies, which have, uh, there's been a lot of improvement over the past decade. And I see somebody in chat is saying that I should like, that I would say that like kids should be doing porn. All right, nice meme. Um, but whatever the case is, that's what needs to be done with the sex industry and, and the porn industry. Agreed. And I think the sex workers are taking over a lot because of the internet. Um, surprisingly, a lot of independent performers are buying 3D cameras or virtual reality cameras, and they're doing their own virtual reality products, which I think is probably the future of porn. I don't know if you've... Are you, are you into the virtual reality porn at all? I've never, I've never oh, done Oh, my God, dude. You got to get into the virtual reality porn. I'm sure one... Wait, have you done it? Of course. I'm all into the virtual reality porn, dude. You know, oh, shit. To, how, wait, how is it? Is it I better? I used to work in porn. You know that, right? Like, I made millions in porn at one time when i was young yeah I, that's my background um oh, fuck yeah yeah uh oh yeah it's amazing it's it's basically like just like the girl is sitting in front of you having sex with you you just can't feel it, it but it looks like they're right there having sex with you 
So as long as you're touching yourself, it's very, very, very good, in my opinion, already. Fuck, so, I need to get on board the future. I'm, I'm a fucking hypocrite repping sex work and not having a VR set. I, I Fuck know. me. You can get you an Oculus Go for $199, and that's probably the best, most simplest headset to watch porn on. So highly recommend it for everybody. Get your whack on. And, uh, I'm sure my, my fan base would be very much on board knowing that 200 of their donation dollars went towards me buying a VR set so I can talk about VR porn. I'm sure eventually they'll have horse VR porn so you can just sit there and you can look down. Oh, even better. And you'll have a giant horse cock in VR. One time I turned it Mm. on and I didn't realize it, but the video was like a gay video and some other dude was like slamming me. And I was like, holy shit, VR porn. Tell me before some guys Yeah, get a fucking warning. I mean, I still watched it. It was sexy, but I was Give me 10 seconds. I got to blow my nose and I don't have a tissue. I will find out oh. what I'm, the next question here. Um, all right. What is your favorite Screaming Trees album? I'll ask him that when he gets back. I don't even know who the hell that is. Um, and H.S. Ross is asking another question about Hitman and stuff, which I think you've already answered. But All right, I'm back. Screaming Trees. This is a band. Are you familiar with it? No, I'm afraid not. I'm not that into music. Okay, me either. Don't know. I like Kanye and Taylor Swift. I know everybody makes fun of me about that, but Taylor Swift is goddamn amazing. That's like my secret crush. Fucking love her. Um, H.S. Ross. So if hiring a hitman to kill members of minorities became a common cultural practice, would it then be count as a consumptive decision and okay? That is a more interesting question. Um, that is where you get in the, the, the fuzzy line between institutional and individual acts of immorality. Um, let me think. I would need to know the specifics about that society. I can't really. So interpreting this charitably, there's no real society where like hiring hitmen would be like, I can't imagine a society in which that would be like a normal consumptive practice. That doesn't make sense to me. But I can extrapolate this into another type of society in which a horrendously unethical act is a common consumptive practice. And that would be chattel slavery. The argument there would be, is the purchasing of another human being if it is a socially accepted component of consumptive practice for a white southerner in america back in the 1800s or earlier is that unethical to engage in that and that the answer to that i'm, I'm being accused of dodging i don't know like if like <laughs> nuance is lost i people do people this is the problem a lot of people like to them a good answer is just this thing's bad and yeah. this thing's good you pay like, way too much attention that. to the chat that's the problem just yeah. ignore them like they talk shit about me all day yeah 100 um in regards to chattel slavery though i would argue that the purchase of a slave is still in that instance unethical because the way in which the um purchasing of slaves sort of functions um it issues the institutional categorization by having the person who you purchase become an individual transaction point between yourself and them so here would be my argument actually the purchasing of a slave in uh, a slave society um would not be unethical but it would be unethical to not immediately free them the moment after you've purchased them that would be my argument that buying a slave is morally neutral Owning a slave is morally wrong. Um, but that, but that's like a crazy hard ethical question. Um, so I would need to do research and I would probably need to bring like a philosophy major on because I am not a philosophy major. Um, that is a very difficult question. 
Indeed. Wouldn't you have to, like, I don't know, sell the animal you bought, not eat it? Isn't that along the same lines? It'd, it'd be ethical to buy the animal, but not ethical to eat it and not free it. Yeah, if, if, we, if that was how the meat industry worked, that they, like, sold you a cow that you were then to slaughter and prepare yourself, I would actually be, I would actually be accepting of the argument that doing so is intrinsically unethical the point of purchase isn't but the then that not immediately just letting them live their lives i might make that argument yeah uh, but again it's super fucking complicated all right good enough for me um fuck williamson she was unironically calling mandating vaccinations draconian weeks before announcing her run herd immunity is the greatest medical breakthrough of the 20th century yeah i agree i actually called her out for this on my last show she is an anti-vaxxer and uh why most of the stuff she spreads is harmless. You're right about that. That definitely is not harmless, and she should be caught out for it. So yeah, 100, 100%. I'm, I'm mostly treating her like a meme candidate, but if I actually like reviewed her seriously as a presidential candidate, that would be like, that alone would be like a no-go for me. Dave Squatch says, watch his vegan debate. He explained it better before. Apparently, you're better before, Vosh. You're blowing it, dude. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Ariel Fernandez, Vosh, opinion on, oh my God, uh, Full Jacino, but you already asked that, didn't you? Batista being supported by the old Cuban Communist Party in 1940 Cuban presidential election. That's very. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Castro. <laughs> like, like he's like he's got you know he's got a good aesthetic. I like I don't have that much of a pro. Fuck me. It's like the 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 explicit purpose of these questions to make me look ignorant. Fuck. Um, <laughs> they do that to me all the time. Though. I kind of ask them to. They're supposed to stump the band and ask us questions that make us look dumb on stream. So it's part of the brand. God damn it. It's okay. Uh, I can skip it. We don't have to answer every one of these. Good question. You stumped the band. Uh, Posadis says, don't eat animals. Eat the rich. Works for me. I don't want to eat the rich either. I just want them not to be rich. Yeah, a lot of rich folk probably would actually taste really fucking bad. Have you ever looked at Jeff Bezos, how he looks under like fluorescent lighting the way his skin just kind of like a like a lacquer Old like somebody's put wood polish over a leather yeah yeah exactly i don't know uh, autumn prechikor says those are whack excuses for the consumption of meat vosh calling you out ethan davenport says best podcast yet hells yeah they love you vosh they love you <laughs> they love you comrade you're doing a phenomenal job leading the leading the parade Appreciate it. More super chats, please. That's it for the super chats. Lifeblood of the show. Make sure you ask Vosh some question that's going to piss him off. And uh, we have about another 40 minutes or so with Vosh. And uh, let's talk a little bit about Steven Crowder, which you did a video on and you're clearly a giant fan of. So yeah. what do you think of the Crowder controversy? The gay one? Yeah, the gay one. Yeah, fuck him. I mean, like, fuck. Like, this is clear, like, fascist. You know, what's the term? What was it Sartre? You know, um, never forget that fascists delight in in playing with words because they do not believe in them and they know you do um it's uh, so when he does like the shirt says figs um uh, uh there's a youtuber that did a really good innuendo studios did a youtube video um on um on this and it's called the card says moops and it's a really fucking good video and it talks about how right-leaning conservative people don't really have principles or at least they pretend not to in an effort to dunk on lefties it's part of like chan culture shit but it goes back even further than that and the way crowder has handled this first by engaging in pretty blatant harassment on the platform like of a, on a massive scale he's a huge channel for million subscribers um 
and then not apologizing, blaming the victim, and then saying his shirt says figs when, of course, it says fags. I mean, a fu- like it's like ev- everyone believes it. there's not a single human being on earth who says that, who actually believes it says figs. But people like Stephen Crowder or Tim Pool or other people who lie will say it says figs, not because they believe it, but because by doing so, they cheapen public discourse and make it more difficult to attack their shiftless position. It's a very common fascist tactic. Uh, Stephen Crowder is a fascist and fuck Stephen Crowder. Yeah, they muddy the waters. It's just so disappointing that he's made like three million dollars off this controversy. Like bad behavior gets rewarded in our society so often. You know, people like you and me who are trying to do right and make good lefty videos don't get nearly the amount of support. It's just, you know, it's depressing. Well, it gets rewarded until the blade drops. So it's just... <laughs> you heard that, Steven Crowder. Vosh, go cut your head off. Oh, no. That's I meant tomorrow. Minecraft. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought we were talking guillotine and guillotine and... Uh, let's see. Apparently, you want to have a chat with Blair White. I saw that on Twitter recently. You said you were watching her on... Uh, Vice? The Vice video. Was that the yeah, I'm talking that... to her tomorrow. Oh, are you really? Uh-huh. Are you talking to her on your channel or hers? Uh, on mine, I assume. I don't know if she does live streams. I'm pretty excited to speak to her. It's pretty crazy that I'm in a place right now where I can actually just message like big right-leaning figures and they'll respond to me. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm excited to talk to her. I have some opinions to share. I uh, was supposed to have a chat with her. She wanted me to come on her show, but then I told her I was going to call her out by faking the drink getting thrown her face thing because I totally think she faked that, and yeah. uh, and then I never heard from her again. So she did not want me to come on her show and call her out for that. So if you're on there, hey, be sure to mention it. Why did you fake getting a drink thrown in your face and you clearly edited the video? Oh, Where is the unedited oh. video, Blair? I'll get on it. Did that shit? Did you? What, the Vice thing you watched was that where she was in the uh, the group with a bunch of other? Yeah, and she drink? she did a bunch of like bad transmedical um i blair white i think is actually a more tragic figure than there's always a tragedy to a member of a minority group who like allies themselves with people who despise that minority group um there's always like a tragedy to that and it's really easy to look at them and just go like ah fuck them uncle tom's grifters turncoats whatever fuck them pieces of shit they're turning their back on their community and that is mostly valid but i think there's an underlayer there like a deep layer of, of of maybe like shared experience and i think it might be possible to break through i'm not like jesse not lee sure. peterson you gonna break through jesse lee peterson come on ain't never jesse happened. lee peterson is not a human being and you will never be able to wise <laughs> jesse lee peterson has ascended beyond the mortal plane he is just a fucking concept now he's a hologram being projected by an ai running in his computer i refuse to believe an actual living human being can be like that amazing Definitely not amazing. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, I was watching uh, Blair White on Vice, and what I thought was funny was they kept saying, I don't understand what genderqueer is. What is the word queer? Why do you guys keep using the word genderqueer? And they like literally explained it to all these right-wingers like Blair White. They explained exactly. They're like, well, because the LGBTQIA, all that plus, like that's way too long to explain to people. So we just use genderqueer to let them know that we're not cis, you know, regular cis men and women. It's just like a catch-all for that that's easily explainable. And so they explained it, and then the, all the right-wing people like Blair were still like, I still don't understand, even though yeah, you just explained I, it to me exactly. I don't get it. I don't know how much of it is dishonesty and how much of it is just like a like a, like a conceptual inability to engage with, with dissenting opinions. Um, but I guess I'll find out. All right, so we're at the part of the show where I'm actually going through my Twitter feed. Um, 
the whole show was supposed to be that but we talked for like two and a half hours first yeah sorry um, i still i see some super chats i want to i want to dig into so okay. i hope we get back. We'll, we'll jump back on that in just a second um yeah, yeah, yeah this is uh i just thought i'd show this since just to be fair this is that cowboy pastel person who the uh, one that accused you of be, of sexual harassment they messaged me and said the worst of it was over voice and him calling me a crazy bitch among other worse things over and over and over again on his Twitch, which I can't show since it was deleted, but the tip of the iceberg is in these text logs, and they sent me the text logs, but I mean, I can't see what you're talking about, so I can't make a judgment off the things that you don't show me, so I want to be fair to them and they'll show them their comment that they sent me. Cause, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 I mean, not, none of the logs are, are, are doctored. It was a really weird push and pull where sometimes they were, like, desperately thirsty, and sometimes they were being very chaste. And I never knew like who I was talking to at a given moment, but I thought because I thought I was talking to like a healthy person that it was part of like a persona or like a game. Some people are like that. And it wasn't like I was lacking in consent here. They approached me every time. So I didn't really know what was going on. Guilty. <laughs> Guilty Vosh. All right. We're going to talk about a little about the uh, cement milkshakes, which I do not believe for a single second. So basically what happened here, apparently Somebody reported to the Portland police that there were cement milkshakes. And I guess uh, one of the police officers said he looked down. He didn't do any kind of checking or anything. But he looked down and he thought that one of the milkshakes he saw might have semen in it. But most likely it was just. Wait, how do you know? Wait, if you shoot a load into a milkshake and then fucking throw it, how the fuck are you going to tell there's cum in there? What? Did they taste test it? <laughs> oh, yeah. This tastes like my husband. Like what? How? What? Obviously, we don't believe this. They didn't do any checking whatsoever. Most likely, it was just milk and the soy powder that they used to make the milkshakes, and it was probably just grainy or some shit. If this even happened at all, who knows? Um, as I'm going to show in a second, the uh, Portland police have a relationship with the right-wing group that did the uh, Him Too rally. They have been known to like tip them off and not arrest members of their group who have warrants for their arrests and shit like that. So you can't really believe what the Portland Police Department says about it. But anyway... Uh, they basically have come out and said that there is no evidence for the cement milkshake. So everybody running with this story is just fucking lying about it. And oh, the chemical burns is basically an acid attack. No, no fucking evidence of this whatsoever. This is just some bullshit that the Portland Police Department put out. I guess Vosh will probably agree with me on that. And here's what I was talking about. I have been I have been informed that early on you didn't say semen, you said cement, and I continued. <laughs> assuming you'd meant that there were accusations that come had been shot into these. And I imagine those statements must have sounded fucking insane. I didn't even catch context. it. Didn't okay. even catch it. Just thought you were being dirty. Like you always do Vosh. I thought you were sexually harassing me really. And uh, I was going to have a <laughs> well, conversation with you. Well, you don't want to, don't want to invalidate the, the experiences of the people who come out against me. I was going to pretend like we're cool and then talk to you for about two weeks and then have another fight with you about something else and then accuse you of it. So good. Get me fucking. Um, I'm ready. Get me. So this is the relationship with the Portland police that the right-wing group that put on the uh, Him Too rally, which Andy Nogo got beat up at. Uh, so in February 2019, William at Week reported that Portland Police Lieutenant Jeff Naya kept in close touch with Gibson. Gibson is one of the Patriot Prayer members, one of the leaders of it, who uh, put on this rally, passing on to him intelligence about the anti-fascist movement in the city. He also advised Gibson on how a Patriot Prayer member could avoid being arrested. The Portland Police Bureau announced that they were beginning an investigation into the relationship between the officer and Gibson. On February 21st, a public listening session con convened by the PBP consisted... 
in large part, a strong criticism of the Bureau. Anyway, I'm not going to read all this, but there's several different uh, examples of how the Portland Police Department are directly in bed with these right-wing shitheads who put this thing on. So you can take anything they say about cement milkshakes with a fucking grain of salt. There's absolutely no evidence of this. And so the people that are pushing forth this narrative are lying their asses off. Um, and I don't know how much your chat is lagging behind, how much your screen is lagging, and how much you can see of this. But I got a meme up here that you'll probably appreciate. I can uh, see the relationship with the Portland police, and you're scrolling over that. Okay. Next one is a stick figure meme. It'll probably pop up for you just a second here. And uh, the first stick figure is a Nazi that says, I want to kill millions of people because of their race, heritage, sexual orientation, and political views. And then the anti-fascist says, I want to stop that guy by any means necessary, even by violence. And then the centrist onlooker says, I literally can't tell the difference between these two people. And that's this is my favorite meme. The problem is this is such a timeless meme and it's still so I feel like if I could like take a centrist and print this out and just rub it in their face, just rub the paper gently against their eyeballs until the ink seeps into their irises. I feel like in spite of how like universally recognized this meme is in the lefty community, it would still blow their fucking minds. Like, I can't believe this still has to be said. People equating... I, it's, I'm at the point where I just assume if somebody's saying that the Antifa are the real Nazis, that they are themselves a Nazi. I just, that's just my... Yeah, I'm at that point. False equivalence of epic proportions. I love all the people that continuously point out how gay and Asian Andy is to make fun of people who believe in identity politics. What they don't understand is people who believe in identity politics, they don't believe that just because you're gay or Asian, that means you can get away with anything without criticism or about being confronted for it. That has nothing to do with it. It means you shouldn't be bullied or attacked simply because you're gay or Asian, but it doesn't like protect you from all criticism or attacks. I think so they know so that. I, th I, can't, I, th I think there are some people who are idiots who unironically believe that when we say like, hey, you shouldn't like attack gay people, what they think we mean is you should never uh, criticize a gay person for anything ever. Like that's what they think we mean. So now they gay like, oh, well, this guy's gay and Asian. But I think the vast majority of the people making those claims are 100% acting in bad faith. It's just a cheap gotcha against left-leaning people like, huh. Uh, this fascist is gay. Didn't think about that. It's the same thing they did to Milo Yiannopoulos for being gay. It's the same thing they do to Blair White for being trans, Anthony Brian Logan for being black. They do it with every single minority figure. You criticize them. Candace Owens has made a career off of this. She gets brought in for a fucking congressional hearing. And after she gets like read off a fucking uh, speech of her own talking about how Hitler wasn't that bad, her um, the first words out of her mouth are, Clearly, this congressperson hates gay people. It's in like it's one hundred percent. They know what they're doing. That's exactly what Kevin Sorbo did when he was accusing them of being accusing feminists of being anti-feminist by uh, making fun of uh, Trump's press press secretary. What is her name? Sarah Sanders. Yeah. Basically, his whole point is she's a woman, so you feminists aren't allowed to criticize her. But no, that's not what feminism is about. Feminism is about holding women to the same exact measure you hold men to. But it's not about shitting on them just because they're women. That's the whole point of it. Unless so. you want to shit on women just because they're women. Squad W, boys. Squad <laughs> W and You heard it here Fuck first. Vosh, total misogynist. Way to alienate your fan base, Vosh. And uh, here's a meme. Conservatives, accusations of white supremacy, gay Asian. And that's what they're doing. They're hiding behind Andy and being a gay Asian to try to shield themselves from accusations accusations of white supremacy but we see through it that's why tokens exist you know they do it all the time remember how many jokes have i had to read about like 
um like joke like huh trump should be a woman for a day then he'll be the first woman president they're playing with like identity politics as a smoke screen for defending actual issues is it's like a consistent yep it's pretty transparent we see through it and here's a cool meme felt cute mike milkshake later and uh this is andy no go arm in arm with sargon of a kid and uh shows what kind of buddies he has now i disagree with Vosh that i don't think he should have been beat up but at the same time, like, I'm not really going to lose any sleep over it. So I'm got to get punched. I mean, 45,000 people are dying every year because of lack of health care. You know, they there's look lots so cute of, together. They do, don't they? They make a cute couple. wonder who's the top. Got to go with Sargon a little bit on that one. Yeah, Sargon feels like he'd be too insecure to let other people put shit up. Yeah. That's, that's the way I am, though. Like, it doesn't feel natural. It's like a reverse poop. It's like exit only. It's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I, I know... can't talk. Listen, I'm an exclusive top, okay? I okay. get it, all right? I completely understand. But I've heard, like, they say it feels so good to have your prostate massaged. They're like, just just try it, man. Just let them do it. You know, it'll, it'll come so hard. And I'm like, I'm trying to be open-minded, but it's like, nope. Nope. That just That's a natural feeling. It does, though. The prostate stim does feel incredible. To its credit, like, you know, personal preference, but that is that is the, the, the blast zone right there. We already covered this one. That was you using the word retard. Hey, I said, you know, I dropped the N-word with a hard R in a debate <laughs> with the kill stream. Finally! I, uh, what took yeah, you so I know. Long? People were begging for it. Yeah, I have videos. Like, I don't know if you saw my last podcast you probably didn't but i showed my old videos where i was using the hard er in word in my videos too and i was like oh my god shut the fuck up dusty this is so embarrassing it's so cringe to watch yourself on past shit like i know it was cringe for you to publish all your private chats and shit yeah that the- i think it's just an intrinsic part of being a public figure but there are some things in my immediate past that i like my debate with um x skills me um about seven or eight months ago on destiny's channel um that was also a really bad showing from me but because it was really entertaining it got a lot of like publicity so a lot of people assumed from that that i was like a bad debater it's very frustrating but then i read up and now i know that if i ever if i ever get transported back in time so my consciousness occupies the mind of seven month ago vosh i'll be ready vosh destroyed by destiny don't worry i had him on and i destroyed him back for you he was crying it was beautiful I'm just kidding about that. We actually had a nice chat. Oh, you had Destiny on? Yeah, I had him on. He seemed kind of bored, but he was nice. He actually helped me with Discord. He's so so fucking rude to the people he talks to. He wasn't rude. He was nice. I mean, like he's on his phone or like he plays games. I'm not going to criticize. Whatever. I I like Destiny. (laughs) I think a lot of it was like I didn't know this, but I actually went and checked his channel and he had streamed for like 10 hours that day before he even came and streamed with me. So I'm like, holy shit, the dude's been doing this all fucking day. No wonder he's exhausted. He streams but, like six to eight hours a day. It's pretty crazy. That is crazy. I don't know how he does that shit. I do three hours, and I feel like I ran a goddamn marathon. I have to take a nap and smoke a joint. Um, so here's a tweet from Sean, Sean Jen. I like Sean Jen, and I agree with what Sean Jen says here. Number one, the right will always be more outraged over Antifa milkshakes than neo-Nazi mass murderers. That's hypocritical and morally awful. Agreed. Number two, Andy Nogo isn't a journalist. He's someone who follows Antifa around for attention. Also agree. But don't hit the guy. Come on. That's not helping anything. And I agree with that. It's bad optics. It gives them exactly what they want. The dude just made $200,000 on his little charity thing for people punching him, and it's just playing right into their hands. And I say milkshakes, not punches. What do you say, Vosh? Listen, if the punches are going to happen, they're going to happen have to happen hard enough and fast enough to pose an existential threat to the health of fascists. 
doing them stochastically, just like occasionally a fascist gets hit, does nothing but radicalize them further. They need to be scared. And this isn't scary. All it does is po- it lets them pretend they're scared to get public sympathy. But if we're going, if we're going full tilt with that, we need to go full tilt with that. I right. say harder violence. You heard it here first, folks. I'm referring to Minecraft, not in real life. <laughs> Guillotine them all. Directly in quoting Vosh. All right. So next up, we're going to talk about. Oh God, he deleted this tweet. Um, let's see. I have a copy oh, no. of it somewhere. Michael Shermer talking about. I guess we already discussed it. Michael Shermer, who is the editor and publisher of Skeptic Magazine. God damn it. Talking about how Nazis were left wing, and uh, how Antifa were basically just Nazis for attacking Andy Nogo. And uh, he got so shit on by this, which he should have. He deleted the thing. But it's just so uh, sad to see the fucking publisher of Skeptic Magazine pushing right-wing Nazi propaganda. Yeah. I, I, feel, I feel like I laid out my this one. I'm pretty happy. He put out this correction eventually. He said, correction on my now-deleted tweet about Nazism. It was not left-wing movement. It began as a national socialist German workers' party to garner labor support, but Hitler murdered the leftists and moved rightward. But it was also anti-capitalist, and Hitler hated uh, virtuos elites. Yeah, um, yeah, fascists, um, fascists are all uh, fascists and Nazis. It surprises a lot of people because they see a person making like jokes about like gay people, like fags and trannies on on Twitter or whatever, and then they'll go on thinking that it's like a conservative, and they'll make jokes about the free market. But then the fascist will be like, "Yeah, fuck the free market, fuck big corporations," and they sometimes do this to try and play up sympathy with leftist groups. But it's a facade. Um, the reason we hate corporations is because of the abuse and power dynamics they perpetuate, and fascists are looking to replace that with something far worse. Agreed. Well put. Back to the Super Chats, Ariel Fernandez says, I am talking about Batista, not Castro. Okay. And then Ariel says, who did Castro I mean, overthrow in 1959? Batista. Okay. Batista. Gave yeah. A Batista bomb. Uh, Salen Mac, 99 cents. 99 cents. Thank you. Jonesy Jones, $1.99. Can you defend your forced <laughs> Nazi stats? Okay. Already been through that. Effortlessly. Uh, uh, C. Bishop Davis, please defend your stance advocating violence. I think you've talked about that pretty... Yeah, like as, on a basic position, violence is not inherently ethical or unethical. It's a means of communication, and it's a means of displaying power. It's a tool, and it can be used for good or for bad. We agree with violence when rapists and murderers are essentially kidnapped by the state and put in locked cages. I agree with that violence. We agree with violence when police shoot an armed shooter in a public mall. That's fine. We agree with violence and self-defense. There are plenty of instances in which we believe that violence is not only morally neutral, ethical. Violence is just like any other system of communication or action. It has to be justified based on its consequences, which is why if I punch a fascist, that's ethical. And if a fascist punch me, that's unethical. The tool isn't the issue. The problem is the, you know, consequences of using it. Much in the same way that it's good for me to use my screwdriver to, you know, screw in the the nuts and bolts and screws on the outside of my computer case. And it's bad for me to repeatedly shove it into my own eyeballs. The tool isn't the issue there. It's what you do with it. Yeah, I agree. Violence is necessary in some cases, though I believe in these cases it's bad optics and actually hurt your cause overall to do. It's counterproductive. So just depends on the case, case by case basis. Um, H.S. Ross, another $10. Uh, Vosh, what if the only way to buy slaves didn't allow you to free them? <laughs> Suppose you could only tell your manager to buy slaves and work them to death or not buy them. Aren't you obligated to not buy? The pro- okay, listen, the problem here is that um, the harm 
of purchasing something which was produced unethically took place before you came into possession of it like meat like technically eating meat doesn't harm anything it's just meat in front of you what harms is the killing of the animal which is then turned into the meat um the the point of unethical behavior takes place before you consume or produce um whereas in the case of owning a slave the unethical behavior is taking place every second as long as you own that slave, you're doing it. It's happening because of you. Whereas that's not the case with media. Now you can draw it, it a is, line. It is kind of the case, though. I mean, if well, if no, because if you, you have, be- if oh, you didn't sorry. buy that animal, they wouldn't raise that animal, and the animals are raised in poor conditions. Yeah, but now again, now you're they're... talking about consumer ethics. You're talking about like maneuvering through consumer ethics. Whereas in the case of a slave, you own that slave right now. The harm is being done right now at this moment in your possession not distantly in some factory where you had to go through 18 layers of bureaucracy to purchase the commodity but in your face so the ethical consequences there are different because you're not dealing with consumerism as a as a mode by which the 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 culpability of the unethical act is disseminated. Well, it, it kind of um, is though, because if you buy the animal now, yes, the harm that happened to it happened in the past. But because you bought this animal now, they're going to raise another animal in the future because of your consumer. But habits. that's but again, that's and, consumer ethics, and you could do the exact same thing for a phone purchase or a computer or literally anything you buy under capitalism. Your shirts are woven by slaves in Southeast Asia. Everything that we own, with a very few exceptions. I got this shirt from Walmart. Walmart. I'm pretty sure no slavery. I'm was pretty sure Walmart. Sure? Per- <laughs> <laughs> I'm and even sure if you don't Walmart want to argue doesn't... slaves, I would argue purchasing stuff from any capitalist industry is unethical because I think that wage slavery is unethical. No, whatever the case is, the harm happens before the point of purchase. In the case of a slave, it doesn't. So the consumer ethics doesn't it doesn't play into the dissemination of moral culpability. It's the it's it's complicated. I yeah. Vosh, I'm arguing I'm ethical because feels. No, I've actually provided a pretty cogent, ethically consistent explanation here. But <sighs> okay, okay. another one from HS Ross. We're gonna read it real quick because they gave me ten dollars for it. It isn't hard to imagine it being normal to hire a hitman. Suppose sellers of North America could hire mercs to kill Native Americans to clear the land. Would that be a consumptive decisions and okay? Getting into a I don't know if you want to answer you don't have to answer these if you don't want to. We can go on. No, no, sorry, I got I got distracted momentarily. Um, no, okay, God, like, uh, um, no, again, in the instance of uh, purchasing a hitman, the unethical act takes place after the point of sale. There's no, uh, there's no consumer engagement here. Um, it's not like it, the analogous would be like a hitman has already killed somebody and you like pay them for like the video of it or some weird shit like that because in that case the unethical act would have taken place before your purchase and you would then pro like you would then purchase a commodity based on the unethical act rather than paying somebody to do something unethical like when i buy meat from a grocery store i'm not paying them to do something unethical i'm paying them to hand a piece of meat wrapped in plastic to me that act handing the meat wrapped in plastic over to me isn't unethical it's just a meat in plastic they hand it over to me whereas purchasing the services of a hitman means you are paying them to do something unethical past the point of consumer ethics is so complicated it's it's beyond me too i'm not saying like i have a total handle on it's just more nuanced than a lot of people are all right i disagree but i will leave it at that because we're gonna move on uh acab from 
Posadas John. Is that yeah, anything? That's my, that's my comrade. ACAB. ACAB. Fuck cops. That means fuck cops. All yeah, cops all cops are, are bad. bastards. Oh, all bastards. All right. Good to know. I am learning. Scoring fifty-seven. Two dollars. Uh, this must have been a hard show. V kind of feel for him. I don't know why this would be a hard show. For you or for me? You. I don't. Oh no, I'm enjoying. I like. You seem to be to doing you. rather well. I don't know. What I think we got chemistry. Yep. We should do a podcast together. Call it the Gotcha Boys. It'll go amazingly. Trust me. Amazing. Uh, I don't know Amazing. if you heard about my podcast called The Gotcha Boys. That only lasted one episode, but uh, I got <laughs> fired after one episode. No, what happened? No, right. Uh, I started this podcast, and it was like, I guess, competing, and they didn't like the fact that it was competing, so they canceled ah. the other podcast. What you got to do? Uh, Hi- Hyena says, Vosh, you poser reactionary. <laughs> Good start. Why can't you just shave your neck beard and stop raping women? Forehead Pepe laugh. Thank you both for doing this. Love. Hi- I guess they're joking. Hyena. That's my, that's my girlfriend. That's your buddy. I love you. I love you. Thank, Thank you for buddy. the $5. Hyena, appreciate that. Appreciate it. I will buy cat food with it. Uh, Jay Dizzy for this podcast is my Avengers Phase 1. Yay, greatest crossover. Your dads are talking. Sacius, hard word. What if Antifa glitter bombed the Nazis? Works for me. Glitter bomb the fuck out of them. Yeah, glitter bombing is actually a huge inconvenience. You get glitter up in your shit for like days afterwards. Fuck that. Have you been glitter bombed? I've gotten, I've spilled a bunch of glitter on myself after I participated in like a sex ed event at my university and I, I, I put gl- glitter in my beard, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it got all fucking over for me and it was just a thing for days and days and days. That sounds awful. It's like sand in your hoo ha. Nobody wants it. Let's see. Here's a gay Spider Man. What do you think about the gay Spider Man? Apparently, there's a new trend of gay Spider Man going around where they climb light poles and shit and dance around, and I love it for some reason. Yeah, I've seen it in the art community. Yeah, fuck it. Make everyone gay. Yeah. I would go see it. I hate Spider-Man movies, but I would go see it if they made him gay. I think you should get Titus Andromedon from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and make him Spider-Man. I would watch that all fucking day long. Love that dude. Watch that gut fly around, but he's still incredibly acrobatic. Um, He is awesome. That dude's so talented. He can sing, and he's funny, and like I kind of have a little crush on him, to be honest with you. And I'm only like a little bit gay, but that dude, I love that dude. Shaking that ass. Yeah, I'm like 20% gay, but I'd be gay for Titus Andromedon. He hits all my buttons. Um, Yeah, and Titus Andromedon's about as gay as a human being is physically capable (laughs) of being. So at least you're getting like the pure, undistilled product. He is just a good actor, in my opinion. Well, yeah, oh, the character, yeah, but just a character. Um, and so here's Piers Morgan, and I guess he's shitting on AOC because AOC used to be a bartender. Like, I have no idea why anybody has a problem with the fact that she had a real job and she worked for a living. But he's a shithead. He said, uh, I guess she's making fun of, AOC made a tweet making fun of, I guess, Trump's daughter that said, it may be shocking to some, but being someone's daughter actually isn't a career qualification. It hurts our diplomatic standing when the president phone uh, phones it in to the world. And I guess he's talking about how... Uh, Ivanka Trump was talking to world leaders like she belongs fucking there, injecting herself into the conversation, which was really embarrassing since she has no credentials to do so whatsoever. I mean, what this is, again, this is fascism, Um, like easy peasy. This is anti-democratic. It's like the beauty of a democracy is that um, elected representatives are supposed to represent their constituency, that anyone, anybody 
can rise up to reach the highest position of power in this country to sneer at somebody because they had like a lower or middle class background is that like it's like fuck and they pretend to be like the representatives of the common man the working man while like the liberals are supposed to be the elitists but they'll unironically sneer and say that working as a bartender makes you less qualified to be a public representative than being the fucking daughter of a president just admit you like monarchy dude if you unironically believe that ivanka is qualified in any political sense because she got like spat out of the womb of somebody that our current president fucked like that's fucking disgusting to me it's anti-democratic it's anti-egalitarian it's anti-working class it's 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 monarchy it's just like unironic advocacy for like monarchical thinking Totally agree. Nepotism at its worst. And Pierce Morgan says, it could be worse. Ivanka could have been a bartender 18 months ago. Like, how would that have been fucking worse? How would have been worse that she had a real job and worked for a living and understood, you know, earning a dollar, saving a dollar? Yeah, imagine unironically believing being a rich, like, spoiled girl, just like the daughter of, like, a billionaire. It makes you more qualified to represent the American people than working a job. Let's see how many likes he got. He got 40,000 likes for saying that. Holy goddamn shit, that's depressing. Yeah. And uh, AOC responded, of course, because she's the fucking ball. She got 254,000 likes, so suck it. And she says, actually, that would make government better, not worse. Imagine if more people in power spent years of their lives actually working for a living. We probably have health care and living wages by now, 100%. Fuck, I love AOC. Like, I don't know what your opinion of her is, but she is... Such a good candidate, in my opinion. What do you think? Yeah, I wish she had gone harder on the um, on Israel and Venezuela. I feel like her foreign policy is lacking, but in terms of domestic policy, I 100% stand. Well, she's still really young, and obviously she has a lot to learn, but as, fa- as far as how she's representing herself in public and how she's running her campaigns and, and connecting with people, she's doing a great fucking job. Yeah. No, un- no unquestionably. I, moral good. Easily. So And pretty cute, too. I watched that documentary about her on Netflix. And man, I actually cried a little bit. I was, it was really uplifting and heartwarming. I don't know if you've seen it or not. I thought you were about to say you cried because she was so cute, which I'm here for. <laughs> like, I get it. Yeah. I, I've been crying a lot more the older I get. And I, like I said on my last show, I think it's because the older I get, I'm losing testosterone and probably gaining more estrogen or something. So it's making me more sensitive and stuff. So yeah, I cried, but not about her looks. I cried about how, you know, about her campaign and, and how touching it was that they fought against the... Uh, you know, the, the system and the people that they weren't supposed to beat and they overcame it because they, they ran a better campaign. Yeah, and easily. Now we're going to show... I'm going to make this full screen, so sorry, Bosch. Um, I guess this happened in Romania. It's a viral video, and everybody in this video is drunk, and it's hilarious, so let's watch it real quick. So you got... Play, motherfucker. Do it. God damn it, this thing never wants to play. I don't understand. All right. There we go. I got to... So anyway, this guy's standing out in the middle of the street, and he's apparently drunk as fuck and barely walk. And then out of nowhere, uh, this cart comes by, and then they crash, and this guy's clearly drunk, falls off the cart. And this guy's standing in the middle of the road going, what in the fuck is going on here, goddammit? And now it's lagging, but he's just standing there, and he's wondering what the fuck's up. And my connection is going to kick in any second now and fix this. I have no doubt whatsoever. Goddammit. All right, well, fuck this. Fuck my entire life right now. Nothing's working, so... Anyway, he steps back and he stumbles over his own two feet because he's drunk as fuck while this guy tries to pick up himself out of the street. Hilarious as fuck. I don't know what these people are on. I guess it's alcohol, but... Fun country, apparently. Everybody's just fucking drunk all the time, and I'm on board with that. I don't know if you could see that or not. Over all the fucking No, I'm, I mean, I'm behind, but I'm following, behind. yeah. 
And uh, I don't know what the fuck this competition is, but I love it. All I know is I can't do this. I don't know how these people are doing this, these fucking high heels, but they are goddamn getting it. And I assume they're competing with each other, by the way, that they are trying to move in front of each other, cut each other off, and out pageant each other. But damn, they are getting this shit. Get it, get it, get it, get it. And I got to go with the one in the back. The one in the back's got a little bit more flair for me. This one can get it too, though. Look at it. They working it. Get it. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, owned them. That one definitely just won it right there. They have won this competition. So I want to go see this. I don't know what this is, but if somebody can explain to me where I can see this live, I want to go support this shit all day long. That's fucking awesome. And we'll see what we got here on Twitter. We got about another 20 minutes. So last chance to get in your final super chat questions for Vosh. And uh, you know who uh, Brittany Pettingbone is? My partner, uh, my partner says that the thing that you just showed, the crazy dancing, is called voguing in drag. Oh, voguing in drag. Well, that makes total fucking sense. And I guess it's some kind of competition they're having against each other would be my guess. Yes, I believe so. But I am as lost as you. I've seen every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm a big fan of the drag community, so I'm all into that Oh, shit. Pete the Wookiee, you're, you're right. AOC's position on guns, I also disagree with. What is her position on guns? She's just, I'm very pro, I'm very pro Second Amendment, so I, I know that she's one of those, like, you know, assault rifle bands. Well-regulated we militia, Vosh, says right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll build one. What, what kind of gun do you have? I don't own any guns. I, I, have, uh, I have mental health issues. I'm not putting... <laughs> substantially increases the likelihood of me committing suicide. Oh, that's true. But still, man. You... I might buy a gun and then keep and then not purchase ammunition so I can use the gun at a range. And if the fucking economy ever collapses, all I have to do is get ammo then. Just there fucking scare people. Do you smoke weed? <laughs> yeah, I smoke weed. Okay, I was about to say, you need to smoke more weed. More weed is the solution to that, but I guess maybe it's not for you. Are you depressed? Why are you depressed, dude? Let's talk. You're I have me. bipolar disorder. It has nothing to do with my life. My life okay. is pretty excellent. It's just chemicals then, basically. Yeah, 100% chemicals. I started okay. taking a lithium like two years ago. Substantially improved my life. You Couldn't recommend it enough. You didn't have any side effects and shit? My, my girlfriend took that. She had really bad side effects. No. Well, the only side effect for a while was nausea. Every time I would take it, it would, ugh, like I'd throw up every night. It really sucked. Uh, but I guess I acclimated. And I don't have lithium poisoning. So I'm good now. I took Lexapro for a while, which is just a regular SSRI. And it lowered my libido a bit, which is... No fucking bueno. Um, but uh, so then I, I then I got off it because I didn't need it anymore, and now my dick is doing great again. Back to beauty. I've heard Wait, about it. Va Vosh, are you an anti-essentialist? Yes, I'm 100% a materialist in this respect. I don't think there's anything metaphysical in existence, or at the very least, that we can't discuss the metaphysical. I agree. I mean, it might exist, but there's no evidence for it, so there's no reason yeah, to yeah. believe it. Without I can't evidence. believe. Wait, what is Vivian's comment here? Amazing. Bi bipolar and calling everyone else crazy. Vivian, are you ableism-ing me? Are you saying that because I'm bipolar, I can't, that, that my uh, ability to determine the sanity of other people is compromised? Your, your opinion <sighs> no longer matters. That's a bad look, Vivian. Bipolar dick. All right, you know who Brittany Pettingbone is? Yes. Okay. So apparently she's all mad about Andy no-go getting beat up, and uh, she says, attack after attack after attack, and yet the mainstream media and the far left continue to ignore Antifa violence. Oh, my God, dude. Like, they're punches and milkshakes. Most of the violence in this country is coming from the right wing as far as domestic terrorism goes. What the fuck are you talking about? And this is a girl who literally has a fiancé who got sent a big donation by the terrorist mosque shooter who killed 50 people, 
and he's been banned from our country from doing this. So what a fucking hypocrite you are, Brittany Pettingbone. Seriously, dude. Like, they don't give a shit when it's their own side. They ignore right-wing violence almost exclusively, but when the left throws punches and milkshakes, suddenly the left yeah, is more violent than ISIS. Not just right-wing violence, right-wing, like, mass murder. <laughs> yeah. Fuck me. If a lefty, if, like, a lefty, like, crazy with a lefty manifesto and, like, two fucking ARs ever went into, like, a... I don't fucking know, like an evangelical church and started gunning down Republicans. They would like, there would be like lockdown nationwide the next day. Easy. If the, the world can't even handle a fucking milkshake being thrown or a punch being thrown, it's, it, it's ridiculous. We, Oh God. Ah, fuck me. We need lefty I mean, media. You, you gotta be impressed by how well they control the narrative though. Like they're so good at this. The right is about they're literally, their side is literally murdering motherfuckers all over the place. And yet somehow They've spread the narrative and got plenty of people to believe it that it's actually literally, the left. literally just we had literally just a few days ago a state legislator fled the state to avoid having to make a decision um, that like a like a a vote on what was it like some climate change yep, initiative yep, for the state exactly. and then ran out to seek protection and political support from a far right militia which then mobilized and threatened to storm the state legislator and kill the the a, a the fact. Group. The, the terrorist group, the fact that the feds didn't immediately drive out to this place and gun them all down to the man, is which they would have done if those people were black, if they were Muslim, if they were leftist, if they were anything other than white conservatives, that place would have been fucking nuked and the earth would have been salted. But because they're fucking dipshit good old white boys, they get to live another day. And now we have to ha spend another month on a media cycle about some dipshit intentionally agitating in an Antifa rally and getting punched. How That's we, what we get to focus on. How do we change it? What do we do about it? I'm, I'm, uh, uh, go ahead. I fucking overthrow capitalism. <laughs> capitalism is always going to side with the fascists because fascists cohabitate with the interests of capital up until a point whereas lefties don't we don't provide them monetary incentives because we don't control the capital uh, the corporations that allow us to get the funding necessary to give them kickbacks to paint our side favorably i honestly don't know of a systemic way to address this without actual like violent overthrow um let me ask you some questions about your version of socialism and yeah so in your version of socialism does everybody make the exact same amount of money no. Well, there are some arguments that in a proper like socialist society, you wouldn't even need currency, but those get really theoretical really quick. So just in the purview of like the system as we understand it today. Um, no, as I understand it, co-ops typically have a like a, 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 um, a horizontal price cap, meaning that the most paid person can only be paid uh, an amount multiplied by the amount the lowest paid person. In the Mondragon Corporation, one of the world's largest co-ops out of Spain, I believe for a while they had a rule where the lowest paid person could not receive a wage smaller than the uh, than than one sixth of the highest paid person. So if a CEO is making $300,000 a year, which is nothing for CEO wages, then the lowest paid person, even a janitor, cannot make less than 50,000 a year. Um, that I think is a good like intermediary model um, to, to work with. The idea like, okay, fine, sure. You're you're the work you own the, you, you the, everyone owns the co-op, but you do most of the managerial Sure, you get a higher salary, but everyone here gets a livable, not just a livable, but a generous amount. We have enough money in the world right now to ensure a middle class lifestyle for every human being on Earth. Um, 
Easily, easily. We have the technology for this, unquestionably. Um, the fact that we don't, it's just a, a, a distribution problem. It's something that can be fixed. Okay. One eighth, I think. It was one eighth for the Mondragon. My bad. I'm for that. I'm not for everybody making exactly the same because I think it kind of takes away motivation to like, why would somebody learn all the skills they need to be the manager when they can just be you know, a fast food worker? This sounds like it's some capitalist <laughs> defense to me. We woo. That's Destiny's argument. Destiny talking about management, how management should be paid more. But like, I agree with what you said. I do think management should be paid more, but I don't think they should be paid so much more that it's just outrageous. And I think it should probably be a multiple of what everybody else is making. And as long as everyone before. owns the business they work in, as long as it's communally owned, I'll, we can work from there. That sounds all right to me. But I do think uh, social democracy is the first step before we get there. I think it's the, the, the natural step that we're going to have to hit first. So that's why I support people like Bernie Sanders. Are you a Bernie fan? Yes, very much so. So we're on board with that. And uh, speaking of which, we're going to talk about Joe Biden. Oh, my God. I hope this guy doesn't get the nomination, but... He didn't do well in the debates, which was good. What did you think? What did you think about the debate? If we talk about Joe Biden, I'm going to get this stream TOS real fucking quick. I think that's <laughs> that, that, those are the opinions I have about Joe Biden. Okay. Okay. Well, I would do the talking then. This is a, a tweet from Feels Secular Talk, Cal Kalinsky, and uh, he's making fun of Joe Biden because apparently Joe Biden went out and said that just five years ago it was okay to make fun of gay waiters. Uh, no, no, Joe. It was. It might have been okay for you to do it five years ago, but even five years ago, it was still not socially acceptable to do that. So what an old school dude. And then he, uh, as Tim Blake points out, he's so bad at this. Joe Biden, we've got to recognize that kids wearing a hoodie may very well be the next poet laureate and not a gangbanger, dude. Like, how out of touch do you have to fucking be to even say this? That black kids wearing hoods are not gang... No shit, they're not gangbangers. I, n- I never even think that when I see a black kid or a white kid or anybody with a fucking hoodie. I mean... You know, but that's who he's appealing to. Joe Biden was made Obama's vice presidential candidate to appease racists. Like, here's our first black president. Here's the whitest white centrist Democrat to go along with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, so the only person that make that tweet makes sense to, hey, that black kid in a hoodie might not be a gangbanger. They could go on to cure cancer. That only makes sense to a demographic that assumes when they see a black person that they're looking at a gangbanger. That's the only group that type of rhetoric works with. Um, and the fact that Joe Biden hasn't abandoned that type of rhetoric running as the president himself shows that his like old timey appeal to the racist elements of the Democratic Party isn't just a strategy. It's who he is. And that's a problem. Well, I'm hoping it doesn't work for him because they're obviously they have his back and obviously they want him to be the nominee. It's but... going to work. It's going to be Biden oh, and no. Trump's going to. Oh, God, don't say that, Vosh. Try not to be depressed right now. uh, Just accept it. Accept it earlier. The (laughs) earlier we accept it, (laughs) less will hurt. Never. I will push to the end for Bernie. Um, So this is uh, Walid uh, Shahid. Awesome name. Uh, They're making fun of Biden because Biden, I do not praise racist. This is not true. And this guy says, uh, Biden literally gave the eulogy at Strom Thurmond's funeral. Dude, like what the fuck? How are you going to say that you haven't supported and praised racist? Strom Thurmond was absolutely a fucking racist. You, get the, you talk all kinds of nice shit about him. So don't lie to us, Joe. We know better, even though you're going to be the... And I hate to even shit on him, because the more I shit on him, the less likely it will be for him to beat Trump if he gets the nomination, which, you know, well, he's yeah. better than Trump. I think we can agree with that. I mean, anybody oh, pretty much is better than Trump. I, I'm actually... I might actually be full accelerationist voting Trump over Biden. <laughs> I might I might actually support that position. Oh, just trying to get canceled all over the place here. <laughs> It's it's not it's for the greater good. Fuck me. Nah, okay, never mind. Continue. For the greater good. All right. Well, we only have about 
five or ten minutes left, so we're going to finish up by reading the Super Chats, and then we're going to read a few of the regular chats, and then we're going to thank Vosh and go about our day here. Let me see if I can find I'm going to thank you. Yep. Been a good one so far. I think people have enjoyed the interaction between us. We'll have to do this more often. I got canceled a few times, but it was worth it. Uh, you'll get used to it. I get canceled like at every fucking show all day long. I am really hated. I might be hated more than you, if that's even possible, so you're in good company. Mm. Posadas John says, Walmart uses slaves, or what's effectively slaves? Yes, I know, and I know I should not be shopping at Walmart. I know it makes me a giant hypocrite, um, but that's literally the only place to shop here. I live in a small wait, that, town. Wait, that, wait, why do you get to use that excuse? Because <laughs> I'm a hypocrite, dude. Do as I say, not as I do, dude. Obviously, what the fuck? I thought that was clear from the beginning. H.S. Ross, $10, says, Vosh, let's say you pay the Mercs. <laughs> Another one of these. <laughs> now do it. Yeah, do it. Let's do it. Another hypothetical. Let's say you pay the Mercs for the dead body of a Native American. Because, you know, you would do that, Vosh. Uh, they've already killed him, and they determined how many Native Americans to kill in the future based on this. Consumption and okay, question mark? Yeah. Yeah, I would actually argue that's a morally neutral act. Okay. Yeah, like Kill obviously the, Indians, the obviously the industry doing it should be shut down and the people doing it should be arrested for murder. I'm not saying that part is ethical, only that being morally consistent since the unethical act takes place before the point of transaction. Yeah, I would have to argue it's a morally neutral act. All right. Ariel Fernandez says opinion on Gerardo Mercado, a.k.a. Cuba's Mussolini. He still owes me money, lunch money from high school. <laughs> Never heard of him. Sounds like a cool guy, though. Mussolini wasn't all bad, right? Yes. Pete, made, <laughs> people say they made the trains run on time, right? Pete the Wookiee, $2. Thoughts on storming concentration camps? Um, if it's totally ethical. Um, I won't do it because, A, I'm, I don't live there. B, I'm a coward. C, I can do more good by not being arrested because I have a public platform. But just, like, on, like ethical, like, in, in regards to, like, framework-wise, like, pure ethics, yeah, absolutely. Not just storming them, but, like, bombing them um, or doing other things. TOS, TOS, TOS. Um, like, literally anything. They're concentration camps. They don't need to be shut down. They need to be liberated. So. Definitely don't bomb anybody. Don't hurt anybody. Never do. Never, never ever do hurt that. anyone. No for violence any reason. Ever. Don't. I do was just talking about like history. Hypothetically, not, in another like, universe. Nazi concentration camp. But this isn't Nazis. Nazis would Nazis no. have never existed in America. So don't. <laughs> don't agreed. Worry about it. Totally agreed. Okay, big man geek says, "Gotta head out." But two questions. You've mentioned a couple already. But what other left bread tubers do you like? And two, do either of you stream your gaming on Twitch? And if so, what's your channels? I think um, you, much like me, were permanently banned from Twitch, were you not? Yeah. Wait, what'd you get banned for? I got banned because I was trying to find a place to uh, have a back backup of my YouTube channel. So I uploaded a bunch of my YouTube videos to Twitch. And apparently they were not very pleased with that because some of them were about Muslims. And that's a no-no. Ah, so they permanently uh, banned me. Nice. What about you? <laughs> Who were you trying to bomb when you got <laughs> permanently banned from Twitch? I said America should stop sending bombs to Israel and should start dropping them on Israel. <laughs> a sentiment I stand by. Uh, not funny. And he was not, joking, folks. That is a I joke. You should not take seriously. A joke. I'm 100% okay with Israel and do not think that their uh, treatment of the Palestinian people warrants military intervention. Humane in every way. No human rights violations at all on Israel's part. So I think we can all agree on that. Um, 
Pete the Wookiee, AOC does good stuff minus her guns rights stance. All right. I yeah, that's, I responded to that earlier. Though. Agrees with you on that. Uh, more from Placidus John. Under no pretext should arms and ammunition be surrendered. Any attempt to disarm the workers must be frustrated by force if necessary. So you think people should be allowed to have AR-15s? Why you need an AR-15, Bosch? Oh, oh yeah, totally. No, no, yeah. Any, I, I would accept even larger uh, rocket launchers, like military grade. I would even be willing to accept that. Grenades. Yeah. Uh, I would be willing to accept those as concepts, absolutely. And Mortars, armor-piercing uh, weapons, stuff that can go through cop doors. Yeah, yeah. I was, Ebola. I was... <laughs> Maybe not Ebola. Okay, not Ebola. We found his limit, folks. No Ebola, but nukes no for nukes, everybody. No Ebola. No nukes. Okay, good. Um, Frosty To, I don't live in Texas, but SEMA twenty twenty screw Beto. Okay, Beto didn't do well. That stupid Spanish-speaking bullshit did not go over very well. Um, Balthazar two two eight to be. Uh, T- TBF. It's probably good that Joe Biden is out of touch. He shouldn't be touching anyone. He's very touchy. Hansy Joe loves touching the kids. That's for sure. He touched. He touched my heart with his <laughs> crowd rousing speech at the last debates about how he's totally not a racist. He got me right here in the core. He tickled my butthole. Uh, comedian <laughs> WW. I might pay you to play my theme for Vosh. Okay. I don't know what your theme is, but pay me enough money and I will play it for Vosh. Uh, Beast Nation 2009. Good to see you, Dusty. Good to see you, Beast Nation. Thank you for tuning in. H.S. Ross, $5. Are you ready for another hypothetical question? Vosh, thanks so much for coming on and answering my questions. Oh, good. Strongly disagree with you about purchasing dead Native Americans and dead animals. Smiley face. All right. Yeah, that's... Look, at the end of the day, I know that my art seem really fucking idiotic. I know know they do. I can feel it in your... Okay, but at the end of the day, regardless of our differences in opinion, I will use every iota of my platform to and every ounce of power I get in my life to advocate for the destruction of the meat industry. Um, So like in a practical sense, I am. But you won't stop eating meat yourself. That's nope. What? Ain't gonna. I mean, maybe one day <laughs> lab. Say, though, you're not doing everything the, in your power. Though. Well, no, but you're... in terms of like actual outcome, I would say that my arguments yeah. in favor of vegan ethics probably trump the individual impact. Mm, whatever can, the case is, whatever both, the case though. is, it's we agree on thing. It's both. We agree on the moral virtue of veganism. And that means we will reach eventually the same conclusion, albeit in different ways. One All hopes. Right. All right. I accept that. Um, Larry Banks, $5, unrelated question for Vosh. What do you think of Warhammer 40K and Starship Troopers and how that media has effects on people and how it's handled? Okay, that's a super vague question. I'm a big fan of Warhammer 40K starship troopers both of them are pieces of media which in building their own world satirize fascism uh, as a concept warhammer 40k the imperial guard fascist what have you starship troopers is explicitly a commentary on a fascist state um the problem is is that both of these instances i'm not entirely actually no i am quite sure um that audiences didn't really the satire and just came away liking the aesthetics of fascism liking the state in starship troopers or liking the empire in warhammer 40k um so again the question here is how is it your fault if you make satire that isn't recognized as satire and is instead picked up as an unironic advocacy for the thing you're satirizing and I would normally say yes, but Warhammer 40k satire is so strong and so obvious, I can't fathom a person in good mind looking at it and thinking, yes, this is a good idea for how humans should behave. 
Um, and likewise, the Starship Troopers movie was a pretty clear set. I have no idea, dude. It's, d- irony is dead. Irony is dead and we killed it. It's no longer possible to satirize. Any dipshit satire I could make of like Republicans or conservatism, like they're literally mocking people for being upset that there are concentration camps at the 10 years ago. That would have been like an onion article. Like, haha, look at how evil the Bush administration is. They laugh at that. This is like it's satire, but it's real. So so there is no satire anymore. Um, Eve, the Onion realized this. They moved away from their like clever satirical headlines and have moved into explicit criticisms of the thing that they're describing. Um, they had to shift their strategy because the Onion, the leaders in media satire right now, recognize that satire is dead. We can't do it anymore. It doesn't work. I think we can all agree with Sargon that the Nazis were cool because of their uniforms. So yeah. I'm going to go to live with that. Pretty sweet uniforms. And Star Tri- Starship Troopers too, which he's also a big fan of. He doesn't seem to get the Nazi symbolism in that either. Yeah, probably not. Sargon is not the brightest tool in the dirt pile. Hey, plants feel pain, dude. Just get over it. Uh, Ariel Fernandez, $5. On March 10th, 1952, he, Batista, sees the government in a coup d'etat, uh, taking by force what Cuban voters were about to deny him. Okay, thank you for that history lesson. Appreciate that. I'm learning a lot today. Yeah. It's educational here on the podcast. Pim Tool, let's be real. Joe Biden is not better than Trump. Uh, doubt. The the only meaningful difference to me is the Supreme Court picks. Um, because Trump is in office right now, we have a conservative stacked Supreme Court rather than a liberal stacked Supreme Court. And that's a big deal. Um, but honestly, Joe Biden is such a fucking cunt. He might actually, if a seat opens up when RBG finally kicks it, he might be like, in the interest of compromise and, you know, amicability, I will now reach out to the Republican Party by appointing a conservative judge. And everyone in the fucking voter base will lose their shit. But Hansy Biden, Sleepy Joe, isn't going to care because fuck him because he just wants a rape. Hopefully not. Let's do what we can to get Bernie in office. Even if it's a long shot, we got to at least try not to lose hope. Bernie, Bernie, Bernie. All right, H.S. Ross, thanks also for your great work advocating leftism. I assume he's talking to you. For Soak Dems, want to explain the argument that we need socialism to preserve social democracy and zero marginal costs, fully automated luxury communism. The argument that they're trying to tease out of, I think, is that um, is that social democracy as a concept is 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 unstable because it is in the interest of the dynamics which allow capitalism to function to um, press down as hard as possible on the working class to striate the economic hierarchy to ensure best possible outcomes for the people at the top, consolidating power and wealth into a smaller and smaller group of economic elite who then use their power to disseminate ideology and political positions which reinforce their power. That maintaining a social democracy, a system by which capitalism exists but is still kind and charitable and generous and humane to the people who live under it, that they will agitate against that and they will have the power to do so. Um, So that a revolution and destroying private property as a concept is the only way to ensure long term that the social systems we look for in social democracy can be perpetuated. So you don't ever want to buy yourself a house 
where nobody can come on your fucking house that you don't want. Oh no, to, that's man. fine. Uh, buying a house is personal property in in the cap in the in the Marxian sense. Private property refers to um, means by which capital is 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 replicated. So a factory or like an office space or any place that you don't use yourself to personally live, but you rather use to further your monetary interests. In a socialist society, those spaces would be communally owned by the people who work there. The people who work at the factory would own the factory and such. But you live at the house. So the house. So I can still buy land and ban you from it if I want to? No Vosh yeah. on my land. As long as it's your land. Okay, cool. Just want to make sure. All right. Uh, Beast Nation 2009. Jesse Lee Peterson voice. Beta O'Rourke. More like Beta O'Rourke. Good one. Um, Beta! Beta! Uh, Bernie Bro for life. Yep, agree. That's your boy, Pesadist. Uh, Beast Nation 2009. Vosh is on point about dreading Joe's marketplace of ideas compromise approach. I dread the same. Totally agree. Speaking of Beta. Uh, Larry Banks, $10.00. It's that Sargon's uses. Uh, it's that Sargon uses service guarantees citizenship from Starship Trooper seriously to where he thinks that people in mandatory service is good and how the system is the best for society. Yeah, definitely yeah. not on board with fucking that at all. Imagine unironically believing you're a classical liberal who espouses the principles of equality, egalitarianism, fraternity, and democracy, and then believing you should fo- you should be forced to serve the state for a mandatory length of time in a military capacity before being allowed to have full citizenship. Imagine, imagine how smooth your brain would have to be to think those two positions aren't fundamentally incompatible. Makes totally sense to me. Sargon for president, in my opinion. Ariel Fernandez, $5. Batista's return to power did not herald a return to progressivism. All right, thank you for that. (laughs) Today I learned. And last up, last one from JDZ4. Missed my previous super chat. Okay, well... Uh-oh. Let me scroll up and see if I can see Jay. Uh, God damn it, Dusty. Come on. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, here we go. Your takes on Cedar Pacman feud with Jimmy Dore. It's basically Bernie Tulsi versus Bernie Warden. So I guess they want to know your take on Cedar versus Pacman feud. I didn't know that Cedar and Pacman were having a feud. Yeah, but... I'm terribly sorry. I didn't know the two of them were feuding. Yeah. Fuck. Um, I'm, I'm not familiar with this drama, I'm afraid. Um yeah, fuck. No, I want to say something cogent. Uh, all I know is that Dave, the fucking, <laughs> both of them need to move further left. Sam Cedar is cool, but he's fucking sucked him. And David Pacman needs to be um, less civil when he brings on guests. His discussion with Tim Pool was really obnoxious. Hmm. Less civil, like you and Shoe on Head, Dr. Sam? Need to make people no. own up Tim, to your fucking oh, shit. No, I, okay, no, I get it, but Tim Pool is an actual <laughs> like fascist and a liar. Tim Pool, shoe and head, exactly the same in my opinion. I'm just kidding. Right. I'm just kidding. No, that's not true. I'm just kidding. Uh, Balthazar, I actually skipped a few, so let me catch up on these. Balthazar, nineteen dollars. Is your position on guns prone, sitting, kneeling, or standing? I'm okay with people even owning and using tanks at an appropriate range. Also, should Second Amendment be updated so hand grenades and swivel guns aren't arms? Uh, I personally am not for people having hand grenades and shit like that, but that's just me. My argument, my goal here is a balancing act. Sam Cedar is further to the left than you think. That's possible. Um, My goal here is a balancing act. Um, I don't believe that gun ownership really leads that much more to gun violence. I think there are a bunch of other factors that take advantage of gun ownership to facilitate that violence, but it would take place otherwise. However, at a certain point, um, the, the lethality of weapons increases to a degree that you're probably threatening the safety of everyday people. Maybe hand grenades are a little far. Um, 
But on the other hand, the more armed the populace is, the better we'll be able to resist, you know, um, oppressive forces should the government ever, you know, go full tilt. So, yeah, but I they don't got know. Drones and shit. They ain't no mean to do against well, the government if they well, really want to fuck us true, over. True, but we keep got in no mind, shot. We weren't able to ma- meaningfully suppress resistance in Afghanistan or Vietnam, in spite of the fact that those people also didn't have any way of standing up to mechanize, you know, the tanks and drones and what have you. The thing is, the, if the American government ever sends the military against the civilian population within our own borders, it's not going to be a war of extermination. It's going to be a war of occupation, unless they just start nuking the West Coast. But if that happens, like, fuck. Um, but it's probably going to be occupation, meaning that there's civil unrest here. People are fucking lynching the rich. They're ta- seizing factories. We need to send in the National Guard. They're not going to, like, bomb out building by building. And if there are National Guard patrolling the streets, their job gets a hell of a lot harder if the population is meaningfully armed and we've seen that in other examples where even the american military gets a lot of trouble thrown their way by just civilians with ieds um and small firearms imagine if they're doing this not only in america a very heavily armed population but amidst a population they don't feel as comfortable committing war crimes against because we're white mostly and we speak English, and we live in their country, it's much less likely they would be willing to go full fucking extermination force glory squad against us. Uh, whatever. The, 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 the logistics of opposing military occupation, I think, are complicated and very well beyond me. But I think there's decent evidence to suggest that firearm ownership could potentially help down the line, you know? Okay, I have opinions about that, but I am not going to express them right now. Sorry, I ramble for so long. I understand I'm a very no, dude, you're doing good. I apologize. That's why you're on the show, dude. People want to hear you talk. You're like the second most requested guest I had other than, well, I guess Destiny and ContraPoints. And then you are the third most requested guest I had. So That's people, actually extremely flattering. People wanted to have you on, so here you are. Um, I got one more from your buddy, Pesadas Jim. Under no pretext should arms and ammunition be surrendered. Oh, I guess I read that one. All right. Uh, let's see. Ariel Fernandez says, he became obsessed with gaining the acceptance of Cuba's upper class. They're still educating <laughs> us. Balazar228, rip $20 super chat, fills Carl Platform. I think I went back and read it, Balthazar. That's I- the secret. When people give big super chats, you don't read them out right away. So then like an hour later, like, hey, you missed it. And then you get that little extra bit. They, I got to learn how to manipulate these people better. I'm not good at it. <laughs> um, yeah, I read it, Balthazar. It just took me a little while. Sorry. I got you, dude. I got you. Just remind me and I will do it. Um, let's see. Do you love black people? I don't know if he's talking to me or you, but I, I love, love black people. I love, I everybody. love black people. I literally live one in all black days. neighborhoods, so I don't really have much of a choice. One of all... these days, I'm going to talk to Jesse Lee Peterson. One of these fucking days. I've asked to have him on my show, but he didn't respond. What an so, asshole. What a dickhead. Um, last one, Beast Nation 2009. Is it just me or does anyone feel anyone else look at Dave Rubin and see nothing behind his eyes? I've never seen a fellow gay man so milk toast. Yeah, it's like vacant, nothing there. He's just going through the motions to get a paycheck. I think that's pretty obvious. Watching Dave Rubin talk with people who think he's like subhuman and he's trying to play nice because he gets paid to be a fucking like jerk off piece for 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 right wing thought. This shit makes me I want to cream my fucking pants. It's so funny watching him be to desperately to Ben Shapiro. Uh, you you'll come to like you'll come to like our bar like for dinner, right? Sometime. And Shapiro's like, um, as long as it's not a gay dinner. No. And him talking to that one fucking black guy, and then later the black guy on stream was like, "Wait a second, Dave Rubin's gay." Mm-hmm. Ah, 
ah, ah, why didn't you tell me? Ah, ah, gross. And having yeah. Dave Rubin have to like puff these people up despite the fact they think he's subhuman is fucking his. Well, he, literally, he literally works for the Wilkes brothers, and one of them is a hate preacher that teaches that homosexuality is the same as bestiality and pedophilia. So he literally yeah. takes money from people that think he's a pedophile and a bestialist. So he has no shame. He's just a shameless grifter, and we can see through it. But it's you know it's terrible that a lot of people don't. So, He'll get his one day. Uh, yep. Yeah, when you're in hell, burning for eternity, Dave Rubin. Don't say we for being gay. <laughs> gay. Anyway, that's it for the show, folks. We did a clean three hours and 15 minutes with Vosh. You did it. You survived, Vosh. I had a great time. Nothing. I had a good time, too, man. You seem like a cool dude. You're welcome to come home back whenever you want to. Um, about to set up some shit. Oh, yeah. Are you going to uh, play Borderlands 3? We should, like, stream that shit together. That'd be fun. That I got to finish my fucking Sekiro play. Uh, when wait, right. wait, when is it due to drop? I got rejected. Wait, what, wait, what quarter is it due September. to drop? September. It's September, mid-September. Shit, that's coming up. All right, I'll think about it, okay? Me, I'm you, not and Destiny lie. ought to get together. That would be a hell of a stream, us three playing Borderlands 3. Just Destiny, and I, Destiny and I have a bit of a beef. You ain't got no beef with Destiny. Come on, you guys will work it out. Kiss and make up. You can watch horse porn together, and it'll all be good. Destiny, if you ever hear this, if this ever gets disseminated to you by your fan base, listen. We got to talk sometime, okay? We love you, Destiny. Let's work we it out. We love you, Destiny. Love fest. Anyway, thank you, Vosh, so much for coming on. Everybody check out Vosh's channel. What is your channel on YouTube? Uh, yeah, my uh, my channel is is, is Vosh on YouTube, V-A-U-S-H. And I have a website, Vosh.gg. It's Vosh spelled the same way, and that's like a hub for my shit. And I also have my own chat system on there because I hate YouTube's chat system. Awesome. If you want more lefty politics on your podcast, go check out Vosh. Make sure you subscribe to him. He's killing it, doing a good job, and people seem to like him. So thank you very much, Vosh, for coming some, on. It's been a pleasure. Love you, dude. And hopefully I'll be talking to you soon. Have a wonderful day. Oh, really quick. Could I answer a super chat you just got that was directed at me? Please do. From Larry Banks with the $5. What form of gaming journalism do you trust more? Independent like Jim Sterling, the quartering, like Young Ye, or mainstream like IGN and Polygon? Um, like most forms of art critique, I prefer individual um, uh, um, like critics, um, but you have to pick them really well because the quartering is a massive piece of shit. Um, Jim Sterling's cool, obviously. Um, I would recommend for my for my buck, I know that they don't do like modern like point-by-point -point games coverage, but... Um, uh, um, Errant Signal and Joseph Anderson both do some of the best games critique I've ever seen in my entire life. You're never going to get like E3 releases being done by them. Um, but they've, oh fuck, they've expanded my mind so much with like their media critique. Anyway, sorry, it's just something I care about. That's okay. I used to play games professionally, so I am also a fuck gaming yeah. geek. So I love that shit. So anyway, Amazing. thanks, Vosh. Once again, everybody, be sure to check Vosh out, and uh, we'll be seeing you soon. Thanks, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Y'all have a good one. And, uh, yeah. Logic, man. Love you, dude. Later. All right. So that was Vosh. Vosh seemed like a pretty cool guy. Didn't, I mean, obviously I disagree with him about some things, but overall I think we have more in common than not. Maybe we'll do some more collabs in the future. So that's it for the show, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, if you want to support the show, please consider supporting me on Patreon.com. And also my fucking merch. I got merch and shit now. Uh, it'll be in the description of the video. I don't have it in there yet because I was lazy as fucking and putting it in there. But yeah, there's all kinds of colors and shit. Look at all these beautiful colors. 
So anyway, I can't afford to buy these shirts myself yet, so I can't, I'm can't. i not wearing one. So I need you guys to buy the shirt first so I can afford to buy one myself. So help me out, dudes. Support the show if you like it. As always, I will be back Friday. We're going to be doing Filter Fridays this Friday again. So if you guys like that, be sure to check it out. Um, I'll see you guys then, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern on Fridays. I love you guys so fucking much, and I really appreciate all the support you give to me. As always, till next time, I'll see you guys soon. Logic. Fuck yes. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate it. Later.